Hey, this is Ross Payne with Rule Playing Bubble Radio. This is RBR episode 146, Gen Con 2017 wrap-up. Go! Uh, this part one, we're going to be doing multiple segments for this because uh, there's so many of us went to Gen Con, we can't get them all at the same time. Uh, and we have special guests this time. Uh... Uh, Jane and George uh, from Eclectic Eccentricities. Uh, oh, God, you did it right uh, so, for the first time. All right, yeah, wait a bunch of there, Aaron. Uh, <laughs> I'm kind of looking forward to at least one story. Uh, well, Aaron, maybe you can say it. Come on, Aaron. You're putting this on me and I'm not. Yeah, no. Yeah. Eclectic Eccentricities. Yeah. Uh, so we're going to talk about the, the best and the parts of Gen Con, uh, what we like, what we didn't like, what we learned about going to Gen Con. Uh, but first, of course, a bit of RPPR news. Uh, don't forget, there is an RPPR Patreon. Uh, and if you noticed, our latest episode previous to this was the Eye of Argon <coughs> audiobook uh, produced by Faust from uh, the Third Wheel or Thrilling Intent podcast. Uh, she did a great job with it. And, but the Lost Ending is only available for patrons uh, of the RPPR <laughs> Patreon. So check that out. Uh, and of course, we have bonus podcasts and a lot of other fun stuff, uh, including some of the games uh, that I record that were recorded at RBPR or at Gen Con will be bonuses uh, only for patrons, at least for the time being. Uh, so, uh, uh, yeah, if I can bring up that one too, because uh, I recorded one uh, that I did for the Patreon a couple months uh, last month. Uh, uh, Delta, uh, Delta Green Avatar Award that we did a special one with uh, Jen here. She was part of that group, so yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it was fun. So it gives money, <laughs> and, and you can hear that one. <laughs> really selling it there. Too. I know. Uh, I had a blast. Yeah. I actually really did. Um, and yeah, Jen, do you want to talk about uh, your business? Do you, what, do you want to shout out? What business? What's <laughs> <it>? <laughs> really? Okay. Good. Uh, eclectic eccentricities. So you guys will have it down before I leave. Yeah. Uh, it's just, it's an online business. So mostly it's on Etsy right now. I do dice and gaming jewelry. I'm going to be expanding into embroidery. And I'm probably going to start making puppets, Ross. <laughs> now foreshadowing. Which you guys will foreshadowing. see pictures of. Uh, yes. Uh, yeah, there are puppets involved. Uh, so... Uh, at least. <laughs> yeah, so let's get on to the thing, because we have a lot of stuff to cover. Uh, of course... As we mentioned in our pre-Gen Con episode, we did an experiment this year of renting a 15-person van to haul all of us up from Springfield to uh, Indianapolis, and uh, fortunately we can report that it was a success, and so renting a vehicle, renting a car, if you're going to be driving, might be a really good idea. Uh, we got a van that had Bluetooth so we could use music on it. Uh, we had enough cargo space for everything, including the RPPR banner. Mm-hmm. Uh, thanks again, Micah, for <laughs> creating in the first place. Uh, the whole thing. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, it, it was uh, uh, made the ride a lot more comfortable. For it, it did. I was actually kind of surprised because I, I, I will. I am not ashamed to say right now I was kind of the few naysayers in here because I was kind of I, very used to our convoy that usually just went out. Yeah. Um, but because of the housing situation and the way that it worked out for this year, it did make things quite a bit easier. Especially, uh, it was only just a little bit more logistics on our side that really need to be taken care of. But otherwise, when we got into Indy, it was. There, we could drop everybody off where they needed to, park yeah. the van, and then we were done until the end. So, yeah. um, and we got really lucky on this one too because they would have Bluetooth. So, in, like in previous years, where it was hard to kind of get a lot of the media out if we were listening to a podcast or something else, we could just link in, listen to it, yep. or uh, go about all of our conversations and so. drive our con- uh, choice over what they want to listen to. Because yep. obviously, um, so yeah, it was good. So, I'd recommend, yeah, you got uh, George, you guys had. 
uh, driving your own vehicle. Yeah, this yep. is the Quite first a... year we've done that. Actually. Yeah. We usually rent a car, and this year I wanted to try and save some money. Oh. So I took the Jeep all the way out. Oh, wow. 15 and a half hours. I drove. Wow. The whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> well, you, you did snarl at yeah. anyone who tried to touch the steering <laughs> So, uh, that work out okay, or are you going to go back to renting next year? Um, I'm not sure yet. I kind of like, ha- well, I'm probably going to have to rent next year if we can get Daniel here from Denmark. So, and Okay. There we go. We Another vehicle. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, uh, yeah. So that's something to think about. Uh, especially, it depends on how many people you're carrying. Like for us, because it was nine people, yeah, uh, that was sense. way more economical. Yeah. Uh, than... and, and especially since we're, most of us are on vehicles that are now getting either in uh, that are either in the uh, that's not, like the the, the 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 double digit thousands or going yeah. into a hundred so older, yeah 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 uh, wear and tear is a thing also mm-hmm. parking yes yeah that's a thing too as well mm-hmm. so uh, yeah so um, of course Wednesday night we did record a World War One called Cthulhu game uh, <laughs> that should be posted uh, that should already have been posted so you've had a chance to listen to it uh, it was quite a fun game uh, okay and I'm yeah. gonna bring this up right now because yeah I know year after year since I've been in graciously invited into the the glancy yeah. games and I, I will always be wonderfully <laughs> gracious to that we began this whole night with five bottles of high-end whiskey. Thank you, Noah. Thank uh, you, Noah. Uh, Role-playing exchange. <laughs> and scotch. But, and blood money. Uh, yeah, maple syrup. Uh, maple syrup. So. Yeah. But Listen to those podcasts. Those went down to half or below as we went into the night. All of us taking shots off of that. And by the end of it, Ross decided to pull a me and waded out oh, towards no, no. the monster. Yeah, I disagree. I went out. <laughs> Explain yourself on this one. Yeah, I, no, I, know. I, I went out <laughs> to antagonize the monster and do a thing, but I knew it was a bad idea. Did, but you're claiming I don't know it. Just... I did a radiator brewery. It's a different, <laughs> different standard. Okay. Yeah, I didn't specifically say. Oh, so we have a double standard here. All right. Yeah, so. so ignorance. Is, no, uh, I'm like I. I want to see. I want. Okay. Oh, well, yeah. well, I'll I'll. Let you have the double standard, but I feel yeah. the point in the import, importance, importance of this right now <laughs> remains. You waded out into the danger. Yeah. I had to go drag your ass back in and somehow survived. Yep. So, so this is the uh, this is the Earth Two Ross and Aaron. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> you, you, have, you have fun your way, and <laughs> also it's not at all because I never save his character. I don't remember uh, saving his character. Well, no, yeah, this is kind of like the yeah the Earth Two Goofus and Gallant, that, yeah, Gallant that just switch places. You just long. you just like you and you jump when you go, you jump a lot further than I did that last night. You, you're like fighting a shark with a knife or <laughs> charging a, a man with a rifle while you're unarmed. I I just like <laughs> shot at a monster. It was, but, but yeah. shot at a monster that will kill all of us. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah, uh, it all worked out. And besides, even if I died, it, it would have been it would have been for the story. Anyway, uh, it was an excellent game. Uh, thank you, uh, Mr. Adams Guy Glancy, for writing it. Uh, and. So that was Wednesday. Uh, you guys uh, do anything particularly fun Wednesday? Just hanging out with the other RPPR peeps? We got to hang out with all of our friends and meet up with everybody. We played a lot more Channel A, <laughs> uh, which we do every year. 
And yep. I think you broke out some Sentinels on Wednesday, too. Uh, yeah. Uh, Sentinels of the Multiverse. Yep. yep. Went with uh, my favorite card game, uh, Sentinels of the Multiverse. Spent uh, most of my gaming time over the weekend playing that, uh, running <laughs> that, and basically making an attempt to prove Caleb wrong and every one of his points against it. <laughs> and mostly succeeded. <laughs> mostly. Um, so of course, then the the con actually began. On, I mean, technically, it kind of starts with uh, Wednesday with tr- what they call trade day, but the the con itself proper started on Thursday. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, uh, in terms of getting events, you guys uh, had some problems with their new system, the wishlist system. Do you want to talk a, bit, a little bit about that? It really just seemed to not work at all. Okay. Um, we all, had, me, George, and our friend Dave, who comes with us, had all registered. We were sitting in the same room on three different computers. And all three of us got completely different spots when we hit the button within the same time span of each other. And none of us pretty much got into anything we wanted. When we say not, you mean one, we say not the same time frame. We got not even close. Right. Multiple thousands of places in line in between each and every one of us all just spamming the button. Was that on the first day it was open up? That was within the first oh. 10 seconds of when it opens up. Okay. I mean, that might be something. Of course, if you don't do it, then you're going to get a very low place regardless. So. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, Aaron, did you have any experience? Uh, well, I didn't have any experience on there, although I know our friend Jeb Dale. Uh, I was like, Jeb, you've been out. Uh, he was trying to get us tickets like last year into True Dungeon. Yeah. And I was trying for that as well. Yeah, and yeah. you were on the same side of that. And he ran right into the same problem, just... Mm-hmm. Immediately blocked and in a large queue, and I think the only games he was able to find with that one were like separate one or two tickets at best. They were already gone by the time my wishes popped up, and yeah. he and I had both set up, and I think Micah did too. So we, so we had three different people trying to get the group of ten to do the RPPR True Dungeon yeah, yeah. again, and it just didn't work out at all this year. Man, granted, it could be the fact that it was again the fiftieth, and that was yeah. The attendance went up like fifteen thousand. I mean, because this this is the first year they've sold out of badges, at least in all the years that I've attended. Uh, the local so. went really fast, though. Uh, yeah, I mean, they're really well organized, I think. I mean, they are learning quite a bit in terms of how to run this. And they're doing, they're handling it, I think, as best as they can. I don't really see any, there are probably incremental ways they can improve inefficiencies. But, I mean, given the infrastructure that they have and the number of people going, there's going to be problems regardless. Yeah. Um, I can't really fault them for that. But, like, in terms of, like, hotel, especially housing and stuff like that, I mean... Um, it's, uh, it's never going to be perfect, but uh, certainly that wish list thing does sound annoying. But hopefully they'll improve it next year. And I think next year probably, I mean, attendance has to go down because I get, I don't think as many people are going to go. Well, because they went up fifteen thousand in one year, and I think that's because it was the fiftieth. Yeah. So I think it's going to go back down to around the sixty somewhere in the sixties. It was it was already it had already climbed well, yeah. a lot. Yeah, well, it was only going up a few thousand every year, like yeah. from like sixty to sixty two or sixty three, something yeah, like that. Yeah, so. and this is something this year that was kind of strange for me to see. Once we got into indie, seeing plaster yeah. runner, it's like Gen Con badges sold out. Yeah. Try again next year, which is it heartening because it was so popular, but also weird. Like this is the first time I've ever, ever seen, seen that. that. Yeah, going there, um, and also. The people talks of that, like saying if they would, if the convention would ever move out to another venue, then that's. Uh, I've heard a lot of rumors. Uh, I've heard okay. rumors that in you know the contract for Indianapolis uh, ends in twenty twenty. Twenty twenty will be the last year. I thought they bumped it another year. Uh, may- they have to renew it five years out. Uh, so they might have renewed a couple more years. Okay. Uh, off the check, so around that time frame. Yeah. Man. So yeah, so there's a lot of rumors, and yeah. no one knows exactly what's going on. 
Uh, the rumors I've heard say that um, Seattle would be is where they move it next. Uh, if they do, I mean, that would be a really long time. That would be that would totally change the dynamics. I've heard Chicago. I've heard, yeah. See, I mean, yeah. uh, it's impossible to tell. But I think Indianapolis. I mean, one part the downtown of Indianapolis has been built specifically for Gen Con yeah. to a large degree. I think. Uh, so I don't think they're yeah I, going anywhere yeah. soon or uh, who knows. Because, uh, again, like all those skywalks connecting the convention center to hotels so you can have all these thousands of events. Other conventions don't really have this kind of profile. They're like Comic-Con or something like that where there's one large dealer room. Fine, but then you don't have this this sheer number of events, you know, like board games and RPGs, you know, and stuff like that. So, I don't know. We'll, we'll obviously, once there's real news and not rumors, we'll report on it at RPGR. Yeah. Uh, but mm, next year it's definitely going to be at Indy, so uh, that's what we're caring about. Who cares about the future? Woo! Um, so uh, Thursday, you did get into one event though, uh, the the Pirates of Darkwater launch. Yeah. yeah. So we decided to, to jump in and do the the big Pirates of Darkwater launch because there was a bunch of the the RPPR fans and and members that yeah, wanted we'll, to do it, and we had heard such good things from David about it. Um, as an actual LARPer and manager of games uh, for LARPing for 15 years, I did not enjoy that game very much. <laughs> um, yeah. I found the system... Unfortunately, the, the concept they had was a really neat concept. It's just that it kind of fell apart with too many different things trying to go on at once, um, overall. And you said the system they use is called Kettle of Fish? No, Kettle of Fish is the name of the the people who run Oh, okay. Never mind, then. So sorry. You know what the system was called? Was it just No, they own? made it up. It's okay. obviously... All right. They, they made it up. They had a... Um, it was... Okay. So, of the, <laughs> of the issues... Uh, Number one, problem number one was that uh, it ended up going a bit long on... This isn't their fault, yeah. necessarily. They went in a bit long on explanation because they have a room full of something like 20, 25 people, something like that. And it's like, all right, uh, who here is familiar with Pirates of Darkwater? Like, hmm. you know, like two hands. That's right. interesting. I would think that that would be the majority of players if you're, you know... I yeah. think they're... I think they're Maybe they didn't realize it was based on it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I had no idea. Well, I've never watched it. Well, okay, so there's, who, there's a couple rounds of questions. Who here is familiar with? Mm-hmm. Who here has seen some of? A few more hands. Who yeah. here has heard of? Like two more hands. So the majority hadn't even heard of it. Mm. I think, again, part of it is just the... It's like, hey, pirates. I like pirates. Or yeah. a friend of a friend says, hey, that was neat. And then it's getting into an event. Yeah, event. I can see that. And kind of to play uh, devil's advocate on that one, I ended up running into a similar problem when I ran um, Legacy of Nim Because either... I got people in thirds that either they had never heard of this, the book or the movie, um, either had watched the movie... Uh, or had read the book but never watched the movie. So they immediately see this like, what about Mrs. Frisbee and everything? It's like, no, it's Miss Frisbee. This is the character changes. Oh, okay. So uh, I, was, I was waiting to. Her name is actually Frisbee Aaron, and you call yourself a fan, but no. Okay. Anyway. In the movie, but uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know uh, Sean, David, I can't remember if Tom was in on it too. The uh, no, we one. had, we had uh, George, me, Sean, David, Dan. Um, and Tom's friend uh, Herr Vazic was the other one in it too. Okay, um, uh, so we'll get their impressions and, of it. And Richard, um, we'll get their impressions, or at least you know the Springfield people yeah. uh, in future segments. Because I know Sean figured out how to break the system. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> uh, we'll let him explain that. But I'm looking forward to that. Um, Aaron, you managed to interview some Paizo people about uh, Starfinder, their new big. 
Yeah. Bob, which sold out in the first day. Of oh yeah, uh, they didn't, and they didn't um, ration their books. And, and I and it's on the recording. I feel so bad because I wrote and then I wrote down somewhere. I believe his name was Greg, but uh, okay. the gentleman that I re- interviewed at Paizo, uh, we only were able to get kind of seven minutes because uh, it was a very busy. I literally got to his booth for a 10 a.m. interview as the doors were opening, so I'm kind of like salmon swimming upstream <laughs> to yeah. get to him. Um, very friendly. It sounded interesting, because uh, I'll admit Pathfinder's never been my absolute favorite thing, but I wanted you're, to Well, see. you're not really a fantasy person. You're more of a sci-fi uh, Yeah, but that, uh, that's why I was kind of interested to at least talk a little bit about it, yeah. too, because this is kind of that whole... I'm uh, not really that much Warcraft, but Starcraft was pretty cool. Yeah. Um, and the whole basis for this one is that it... Um, revolves around this new universe to kind of explore and um, the world on Pathfinder I forget what it was called I'm sure somebody Valeria. will call me up yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Um, has apparently just disappeared it's pulled a Babylon 5 and just you know vanished off into the distance uh, there is some mystery behind its disappearance but that's not the main focus it's just these new alien races in the universe to explore um, they just said that there were some changes in there that they're basically simplifying rules for rolling and whatnot to make it easier on people uh, so it's not full line like the 3.5 mm. system with it uh, and then they had kind of an interesting uh, system for uh, apparently building bonds with weapons so that you would have certain weapons that will level up alongside mm-hmm. you. You can always get the newer ones, but uh, and then apparently you get some bonuses from naming them as well, which is kind of cool. Yeah. And I, I like that you would building it if you're doing a full campaign, mm-hmm. you're building up that history with it as mm-hmm. well um, for uh, with your equipment and everything in your legend. So that's mm-hmm. pretty cool. But outside of that, it seemed pretty much like you know standard Pathfinder stuff. And anybody who loves the Paizo stuff around, you're, you're probably getting more of the same of what you get. So and and the fact that it yeah sold out first day gangbusters, it's probably going to be playable. You might have gotten one if you just got in line right after the interview. Well, apparently they were selling it outside of the dealer. Mm. Uh, yeah, outside that it wasn't it wasn't like within the main portion of the of the Paizo booth from what I heard. Well, I guess I understand so. that from a fire safety kind of thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so it was that they were trying to get that through. So, yeah, there was a chance I might have been able to pick it up, but I, uh, yeah, I, that was a neglect on my part, so. Yeah, the weapon, those weapon rules sound interesting. That reminds me, Earthdawn had a similar thing years and years and years ago. Yeah. That's a fantasy system uh, that was, like, Earthdawn is the prehistory of Shadowrun. Uh, uh, okay. Yeah. Um, I've never actually played Earthdawn, but I've I read it. So, uh, it's kind of interesting they're bringing some of these fantasy tropes into a sci-fi game. Does it have star spaceship combat and stuff like that? Uh, from my understanding, it did have that, uh, but I could like, uh, but I didn't ask much into that information. Right. So I think it's going to be more like their, took, the vehicle rules and whatnot. I took a glance through one of the books. Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. Uh, let's see. I, of course, ran Delta Green Observer Effect for people on Thursday. Uh, five players. Uh, it was a very good game. Uh, all the PCs were either dead or uh, in jail, essentially, or it's a good black side. Game. <laughs> well, they 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 stopped the bad thing from happening, you know. So that's the important thing. I mean, there's yeah. there was a there was con- collateral damage. <laughs> uh, maybe it well definitely excessive collateral damage. <laughs> Mistakes were made. That's why uh, they didn't get their hair. Were lost. they briefed at least? <laughs> they were briefed as much as they could be briefed. Um, 
And I don't want to spoil Observer Effect. But yeah, it's it's a very it's not like a very easy scenario to get out alive. Uh, <laughs> so or and it does a lot of sand hits. Man, it is a it is a it's not it was actually written by Shane Ivy, not Dennis Atwell or Greg Solzy, but yeah, it is a brutal uh, scenario. So it's really fun to run. But it's also extremely complex. Uh, it's actually available now in print, not just PDF. There's like a printed version of it in full color you can get from Arc Dream. So if you want to run that, uh, I'd recommend probably getting the print version because I was using a tablet to run it. So I'm like, uh, oh, there's that guy. Uh, there. So that was that was kind of fun. Um, let's see what else. You guys, on Thursday, a lot of you guys went out to the meeting. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Chow. That was organized by Sam. Um, Sam Johnson, one of the, the regulars. Yes. And we all went out to eat there. It was a bit of chaos because we. Gen Con. Yeah, it was well that. Well, there's also like ten of you going. There was actually nineteen. Nineteen. Oh wow. I was only told fourteen. So when I walked in, there was a bunch of confusion. We fixed that. Yeah. But we had a great time. I mean, there was a whole bunch of cool and awesome, delicious meats. They had a really nice counter set up. It's something I highly recommend to do if you haven't done it. Yeah, I mean, like, like I mean, one thing is uh, now we'll never get in again. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think yeah, they they like the big parties. I think um, the the thing about Gen Con is there are wrong ways to go to Gen Con, and those are the ways in which you don't have fun. And I've I've read actually on a few forums after Gen Con, it's like I didn't have fun. This is my first time going. And I'm like uh, the the thing about Gen Con is you really do need to prepare and like and sort of figure out what you have fun with. And for a lot of the RPPR fan base, it seems like the point of Gen Con is not to get the latest new game or demo the latest new game or whatever or playing a tournament it's to meet up with lots of friends yep. uh, with shared interests and to hang out and so like having big meals where everybody gets to go and you get to catch up with a bunch of people you don't see physically you know in you know real life meat space uh, for the rest of the year uh, is you know um, a highlight um, and I, I I absolutely agree with you that the like I said the uh, community that we've kind of surround ourselves really with an amazing community. Of <laughs> well, again, we would uh, if I would say we wouldn't be here without you guys. Absolutely, I, I not, not just you, two. not just no, you two, but everybody. Yeah, but everybody else that's that's made that absolutely the most fun. Um, <laughs> that, yeah, it's, it's cool to go get the the silly, stupid stuff that we all want to like get and spend on new games, do uh, mm-hmm. uh, dice if we go there or other figurines and stuff. But yeah, it's. That, that's the highlight. You're absolutely right of seeing that. And also, I, I found another one that makes it enjoyable is the new experiences that you have there. If you find that one little kind of cool game that you didn't really expect to get around to or didn't really think that was, was that interesting from a side and then found out, oh, this is pretty complex and interesting and nifty. Then yeah, being surprised by the small things and not just the gigantic releases. Um, yeah, but I mean, there, obviously, there's nothing wrong if you are there for the tournaments or for yeah. the, the newest releases or a combination thereof. I mean, the main thing is uh, Gen Con requires a lot more prepping, I think, than other conventions because I mean, it seems like now I haven't I've been to like some comic conventions, not Comic Con specifically, but you know, you went to New York Comic Con. Yeah, I went mm-hmm. to New York Comic Con, but not San Diego Comic Con. Um, that's a good one. And that seems like choosing what to wait in line for seems to be yeah. uh, the big part. Um, and then Chong, yeah. thankfully, is not something of a line simulator most of the time. Yeah. That you can get in and do stuff. Yeah. So. Uh, so you do need to prepare. Uh, and, like, find events, too. Like, there's so many events going on in Gen Con, you have to do some research about 
what you want to do and kind of schedule appropriately. Uh, for example, there was a seminar that I asked Aaron to record on Thursday. Yes, uh, uh, I was actually really happy that I got into this one. Uh, it was called We Have Always GM'd, uh, GM for Women, Advice for Women by Women. Uh, and this one uh, was, was led by uh, Michelle Lyons, uh, uh, who I'm trying to remember her game systems here. Uh, for this, it's uh, it's everything on there. I should have written written notes down here, but they had two other speakers during that. Uh, I know one of the women who was speaking is a PR personnel for Monty Cook Games, um, and the uh, but they were speaking about kind of trials and tribulations about running for different games. Like off the bat, uh, Shanna Germain, I think so. Yeah, I, yeah. yeah. Um, but I think like one of the big ones is that they had a lady who was talking about she runs a game shop and was asking about a toxic player in the mist and. How she could basically say, pretty much, you need to stop this shit in my in my store. And they gave some pretty good advice, saying like setting down ground rules for it. Um, something else I had I had actually not heard of, but uh, calling the X card out in a uh, in a game where mm-hmm. if there's a a particular subject that the player is not comfortable with, or is feel, uh, that they feel may that's a lot of that they may feel hurts them in some way. I don't want to say trigger. Yeah. Um, they, they can put up the card and say, all right, we're just going to skip over this particular one. Or if it's a it's a big issue during the game right now, they can remold the story if necessary. Yeah. Um, but a lot of it, too, is to ended up being uh, different advice on how to run, especially online games. So stuff that we did initially, like in the Skype gaming panel, yeah, yeah. too. Um, bringing in other people, finding gaming groups if you weren't there, um, and dealing with possible what, what would be considered... In that structure is like a very male dominated yeah. side for the GMing because I can com- completely understand that. Yeah, um, <laughs> I'm the only regular females. <laughs> yeah, and, guys. and I had yeah. a couple of questions too because my my the only one I ever really wanted to ask in that was had they ever somebody used the X card to basically try to hijack a game's plot line, but uh, I chose not to because there are so many other people who had very legitimate questions and I just kind of wanted to keep quiet and let that roll on. Uh, but it was it was really informative and I was cool. glad and we do have a full recording of that so yeah. uh, that will be up later. So uh, Yeah, we'll get it. We'll get it. Um, yeah, there's just going to be Gen Con content for the next month or so on yeah. our PPR. Um, uh, so yeah. Yeah, and, and like I, I've, I, the second woman's name I wish I could remember her name. I should have written down notes. Um, but uh, I she even talked about doing like riskier material too because they were talking about running things from uh Lamentations of the Flame Princess, which is not my favorite thing in the world, but yeah. she's approached it in a, in a way that still made it feel welcoming and involving, and understanding those who would be uncomfortable with that material. Mm-hmm. So yeah. it was it, it was good. As so as long as you give a preference to what the a preface to what the game is going to be about, that's going to that's going to help yeah. for who's going to come. If everyone's Absolutely. On the, yeah, yeah. You know, if everyone's on the same page, that's the key. Yeah. yeah. Uh, social contract. Hey, it's yeah. a thing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I do kind of like the yellow card, red card option. Yeah. Yeah, and they, yeah, I yeah, thought there, that was a good uh, one. There are articles I've read uh, about it. I'll see if I can dig them up. Yeah, and, and it's something that I just I, I'm glad they brought up because outside because realistically with us we've gotten so lucky that we've had like a, a pretty steady group of people yeah. that we always game with and we we've been together so long that we know each other's ticks and yeah. that's like uh, it's like ticks for the most part so we can we know what we can push what we have to pull back on but when you're doing with strangers or doing it in a game store for the first time and trying to build that community it probably could be really helpful yeah so you don't step on anybody's toes so yep 
Uh, let's see here. Uh, also on Thursday, um, I went to the Post-Human Studios Freelancer Meeting. Uh, and, the new, uh, new Technic Vampire Party. The, well, they're very cool people, Aaron. Uh, <laughs> they're just style. I didn't say that was a bad uh, thing. I'm, no, I'm, not, no, I'm no, describing that. No, no. Yeah, they, um, you know, they're working on Eclipse Face Second Edition, uh, the Quick Start Guide. Uh, they have two, several thousand copies of the free Quick Start Guide for Second Edition, which includes an adventure which we will run for RPPR with pre-generated characters. I'm looking uh, for uh, have, you, have you taken a look at the Quick Start Guide? I've heard a little bit about it. I haven't had a chance to go over it myself. Okay, well, I'll, I'll show you my. I'll show you the copy that I picked up because it has beautiful artwork. Uh, the, like for the pre-gens, they have like a uh, a Raven uplift that's in a uh, that's just um, uh, an infomorph. So it's like a digital Raven, so it looks really cool. Oh. Uh, yeah. Oh, post-human. How yeah. like you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Beautiful art. Um, so, uh, that's, so they're full steam ahead on second edition. Um, in terms of the other stuff, I kind of need to, I need to email them before I record the next segment so I can find out what I can actually talk about. Um, <laughs> because I can't remember what we, was public and like, what are our plans. But they have a whole series of, you know, books lined up for second edition. Uh, not just uh, the set, they're not going to end the game with the second edition. Uh, they have a lot more cool stuff planned. Um, um, well, I have a question you might be able to answer okay. for that. So, with the second edition stuff, will most of the previous information given out, like X Risk, Firewall, and whatnot, be integratable within that? Uh, all the flavor, yeah. They're okay. basically they're not making any uh, huge metagame the changes. Um, they're. Like most of like the revised text of Eclipse Face Second Edition takes all the material that was in the source books, i.e., published after the core book was published, and integrates it in there. So like things that I did was like take all the stuff that was written about uplifts in supplements and rewrite the uplift section in the main book so that it's like, hey, here's this additional information. Um, so you you can just read the core book now to get all the important information. Like, okay. The first uplift, Jumbles, uh, was made forty-eight, you know, thirty-eight years before the fall, or forty-eight years before the fall. Um, so uplifts have only been around fifty years, you know. Okay. Um, Is it in any way backwards compatible? Yeah, uh, the mechanics. There's there's going to be a conversion guide. Okay. Uh, the the only thing that's going to be mechanically hard to convert are the monsters uh, from X risks, uh, the threats. I'm sorry. Uh, so they're probably going to do a full guide for that for all the stats for that. Uh, they I don't think they've worked. Out all that, but like all the all the game mechanic stuff in the source books, is, there's not very much so uh, that you're gonna have to worry about. Uh, the only terms of like they removed ultimates from the player factions uh, in the core book, um, but I mean you could still play an ultimate. Just say you're an ultimate, you know. But I, like, is there a particular reason? Is that into like? Stuff about like NDA stuff at this point, or whether the ultimates are being just um, not really a player. Like the 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 way the ultimates have been written, they really are kind of more of a <laughs> NPC faction. Okay. Uh, so there's discussion about it on the for- uh, Eclipse Face forums okay. and stuff like that. Uh, but yeah, everything else is the same. So um, I'll I'll email them and find out what I can talk about in the next segment. Um, so that was, and then Thursday night after that, we all kind of met up and played games. Played games. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Played games. Big uh, RPPR extended meetup from uh, yeah. the group meeting, the Discord, and all that. Yeah. Yeah. Again, like I mentioned, the pre Con episode, use the social media stuff to get a hold of both the RPPR people, and we'll happily, uh, you know, play games with you and. Yeah. 
That kind of thing. So that then we enter into Friday. Um, Friday, I went to the Gen Con Museum at Lucas Oil Stadium, which can walk to you from the convention center. Uh, it's very cool. Uh, I mean, they also have a game library there. They have buffer weapons sections. They have like a bridge simulator section where you can like. Uh, like Artemis and uh, Star Trek. Oh, know. they did have that. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I you didn't said know bridge and I. Oh, did, they have, did they actually have like <laughs> set for the Star Trek oh. VR? Or? Yeah. Oh shit. Uh, well, I don't know about if it was VR, but I know they had the bridge simulator thing. For okay, because yeah, I don't know if that's VR simulator. Okay. Yeah, see, that's the thing. You have to look at. You have to do research ahead of time. Yeah. I would have dragged my lazy butt out of bed for that. Uh, um, well, I just went to the museum, which is free. Okay. Uh, which is a museum of Gen Con. I don't know if they're going to have it next year. I would hope so because they already did all the work of setting it up. So yeah. why not? Um, it's very cool seeing the history of it like you know they had old game manuals and uh, stuff from Gary Gygax himself and like the uh, painting that they used for the Dungeon Master's Guide for mm-hmm. the first edition um, and a lot of cool stuff like that and also it's, uh, just seeing all this nerd stuff in, a, in the middle of a football field you know because they set up on the field <laughs> itself you know that is kind of uh, something funny that the the, the, uh, the two heads of the uh, of Gen Con when they were opening the gates uh, opening the dealing room they said like this is the first time I can remember the nerds taking over the football field. Yep, so. yep. The cultural invasion is complete. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah. Um, let's see here. Did you, uh, Georgian, you guys do anything? Uh, you, you did run Sasha Flick. I ran. Yes. Well, that was on Friday. <laughs> yeah, Friday. Yeah, we're before, on Friday. Before the, before the RPPR meetup, I ran a speed run of one of my Sasha <laughs> scenarios because we didn't have a lot of time. And I had seven players. I had... Uh, our friend Dave. Then we had Thad, who came out, which was awesome. Yeah, just for uh, Friday. David, yeah. which basically the two of them had a ham off the entire game. Yeah. Uh, Aaron was in it, and then I also had um, one of the other RPPR fans, uh, Greg Bennett, and I had mm-hmm. Richard, who pretty much everyone knows who Richard is. <laughs> <laughs> and we had Sean. He was the one uh, uh, ran Fistful of Misanthropes. Uh, I did the After Hour Shadow Run uh, podcast with him uh, yep. recently. He's, uh, mm-hmm. he's on the Discord with us, too. Mm-hmm. But it was a really fun game. It's a really quick scenario. Um, I sped run that up, and I only gave them each one extra character because otherwise we would have never ended that game. And, and Jen, I'm going to have to make a confession here. I completely forgot about my second character, and I just thought I just made up in my mind that he missed the boat because he thought partying was not for him. <laughs> I so. still think Dave's death was the best. That that was what well, was Dave's death. Dave's death was uh, getting his head crushed between the thighs of a fish per- fish person. Thank you, Thad. <laughs> yeah, he, yeah I, and miraculously, I survived this scenario by playing... I kind of pulled what I did with Cthulhu Dark, and I just kind of played a jerkish asshole character, and he somehow survived, and I kept critting rolls. <laughs> no matter what I did, everybody kept rolling toppers and getting out. Yeah. It's terrible. You're, rewarding, you're getting rewarded for bad behavior. I know. Nice guy, you die hard. I know. Jerk, you survive. Um, so yeah also uh, RPPR alumni Chris Farmer you know the voice of AB3 was here uh, managed to show up and he bought a board game Scythe that you got to play right? Yes that's yeah. correct uh, Scythe is a very large board game about uh, grabbing agu- uh, it's like resources uh, in order to build uh, more people and also mechs because it's basically like a, an alternate World War One setting mm-hmm. where everybody in this particular Pangea area uh, is not like has different mechs that can fight against each other and, and protect yes, each other. Yes, I remember so, the mechs of World War One. Yeah, <laughs> don't we all? So it, looking at it, it's almost kind of like this odd little cross between um, uh, it's like this odd little cross between Risk, Settlers of Catan. 
and Jetpack uh, Warrior because you just have all these different robots. We didn't get too far into it, but and resource management too. So you're trying to keep everything settled yeah, yeah. Uh, for the money and trade. So it's pretty interesting. Uh, I'd like to be able to because uh, I was playing it with. Let's see. It was Melissa, uh, Peter. That's uh, like uh, Chris and myself who were all playing this before we got in. Uh, we joined up with the rest of the group. So, uh, but and Chris said he would give us a full report of kind of how it went later on. So, okay. Uh, so I'm, I, I, it's it was fun for the short time that we played for it. So, yeah. Melissa. Yes. I don't think I'm... Oh, sorry, Mich- uh, Michelle. Sorry, thought. Michelle. Michelle. Okay, sorry, yeah. thank you. All sorry, right. I... all right. That's the first time yeah, showed up. No, thank you for correcting me, yeah. Michelle. Sorry. Oh. <laughs> uh, so yeah, the exhibit hall. Uh, just in general, um, you guys didn't spend much time there, right? Uh, Not in a full um, gown. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, you went cosplaying later. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That was the that was the day when uh, we did our cosplay walk around. Yeah. Where we met up with other folks. We had a we had our Steven Universe group. Um. And yeah, it was fun to walk around, but uh, Jen especially was constant uh, with her uh, with her rose quartz outfit was constantly getting uh, stopped for photos. So it's not really great to uh, shop under those circumstances. Yeah, we did find the best cosplay though. That was the Robbie Rex from the old dinosaurs. Oh God, show. that guy! That was so, my favorite. Um, yeah, no, that's cool. I. Um, the next segment, I'll, I'll look through the books more in detail. I did get a couple of books at the exhibit hall. Uh, Dracula's America from Oz Prey. <laughs> which is a skirmish game about 19th century Dracula fighting gunslingers in the, the Union Army uh, for control of America. I actually haven't read it too much. I literally bought it because I was like, what the fuck? It's like yeah. the alternate history of of what of Abraham Lincoln, Dracula Hunter, if that failed. I actually, I don't know. Uh, I mean, it's supernatural stuff. I looked at it, there's an angel gunslinger in it. So, like, I mean... Sure. Uh, there's no line of miniatures for it. Like Osprey, they just publish skirmish rules, and then they let other people make minis for it. Or, yeah, so, sure. Wait a minute. Uh, it's, a, it's like the angelic one. So Roland strode off to the white. That's uh, like to the White House, and Dracula followed. Oh, Dracula um, strolled off the White House, and, Dra- and Roland followed. Uh, Aaron and I both went to Pelgrim. Uh, yeah, I, we we fell into the gen- the Pelgrim trap again. So yeah. or at least did you I, do it? I, or? Yeah. No, I bought. Well, I bought a, a book, a copy of Cthulhu City uh, for Bill because he <laughs> wanted one, uh, and he couldn't make it. To Gen Con this year, uh, I got Cthulhu Confidential. So I want to read the rules for that. Uh, I also got Out of the Woods, which is a new trail of Cthulhu scenario uh, anthology, where all the scenarios are 1930s, but based in the forest somewhere. So um, they're all very interesting. There's one in particular set uh, in the uh, 30s in a uh, WPA kind of project, hmm. um, and then of course bad things start happening. There's like a logging camp. There's you really know, bad things. Yeah, I, get I know it's weird. It's <laughs> it was, a novel, it was, it was a novel. novel. <laughs> um, there's the woods. Uh, yeah, there's there's a, there's yeah there's like five scenarios that all look very interesting. I just started I just started skimming them last night. Uh, but yeah, they look pretty interesting. And then uh, what else? I also got Fear itself second edition uh, because why not? And uh, did you pick up anything differently? Uh, I we both picked up copies of Cthulhu City because I after Bill had described that I really really wanted to get that. Yeah. Um, uh, another one I wanted I went ahead and also picked up Eternal Lies, which was a larger uh, trailer Cthulhu setting that was kind of having world hopping, mm-hmm. uh, kind of like uh, Armored Files did, and it looked and I. Read a little bit and looked really interesting. Thought it would be some good fodder for doing another thirties campaign, thirty or forties campaign. Um, and I also, since I, I Ross has changed and Bill have both changed my mind about this. I love Thirteenth Age, and I went in and picked up a copy of that and uh, Thirteen True Ways. So. Yeah. 
Uh, so I might be able to read and run some stuff yeah, in that. Bill Ranchi Sessions yeah. at 13th Age um, that I'll probably post sooner or later. He, he was going to run a campaign, but didn't change his mind. But those two, thir- th- those two sessions are really fun. Uh, so we'll uh, we'll we'll try uh, post those at some point. Uh, let's see. Yeah, I, I know I got other stuff. I spent way too much money there. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you bought your Sentinels of the Multiverse. Yeah, I bought uh, I bought the uh, I bought the Villains of the Multiverse supplement. Was that a new one? Yeah. It. Uh, if you guys are familiar with the game at all, basically. Yeah. yeah it, uh, you know how it sort of got the raid boss where everyone mm-hmm. versus the one villain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It sort of changes the setup around a bit so that uh, it builds on something they introduced in a previous expansion. Okay. Called Vengeance, where now it's superhero team versus super villain team mm-hmm. so it sort of changes stuff around a bit so every person is now running a, a villain and a hero oh so interesting it sounds like it's way more complicated than I was just try it if you're just trying it <laughs> I bought it there uh, also I stopped by the uh, and I'll talk more about this because we're already uh, I went to the Shapeways booth and Shapeways is a 3D printing company yeah, where you upload company. their designs mm-hmm. uh, they're doing very cool stuff they have a lot of stuff now for gaming uh, of course they've done a partnership with this company called Hero Forge where you can create a character and yeah. have it printed out as a little miniature uh, but they also have a whole categories you can browse people do custom terrain custom like tank minis or like uh, war game units uh, yeah, I saw the tank yeah. that you posted from and there. dice, of course. Uh, so like, many dice. Crazy awesome. dice. I might like dice uh, just a little bit. Yeah, there are many, many dice. Um, so that's very cool. We'll talk about that uh, a little more in the future uh, one. Um, but then, yeah, we got to the, the big show, the RPPR live episode uh, yeah, Friday night. Uh, where I thank everybody again for being RPPR fans. We couldn't be here without you guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, of course, we had... We'll, of course, post the whole thing. Or the two hours of it. Um, let's see here. We. I have a couple uh, video clips I'll put public too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We did um, video clips. We did. Uh, let's see here. A Ross Payton, Ross Payton impersonation contest. <laughs> uh, yeah, and Ross Payton impersonation contest. Um, also, Aaron, you came up with an idea. Uh, yeah, uh, before he came up, uh, I. Uh, I decided that I needed to run a little thing from last year since the shark fighting poster was very popular. Yeah. Uh, So I created a little essay question called, uh, it's like, A Better Shark to Die On, How Did Aaron Die Today? Yeah. And uh, I included, there's a little comic, uh, you can find out where it's this little hand going down and patting a shark twice on the head, which ironically posted on my birthday last year. Yeah. Uh, but I thought, like, okay, this will be kind of fun. And uh, I created this little idol. I'll go ahead uh, and forward Ross the notes about the, the award that was set from here. And everybody gave great responses uh, to it. But there was one gentleman in the back, and I will post this picture, who did this intricate me have think of me merging with a shark in different eldritch horrors of the sea in like fifteen minutes, and and I'm I'm going through these like oh, I'll, good. yeah I was gonna read through these and just see who I I wanted it and I came across it immediately and had to stop put it up the crowd like who did this you need to get up here now didn't you collect a business card uh, we do have a somewhere yeah this yeah. gentleman uh, we will remember your name uh, Thad currently has the idol and holding uh, I will make you a new one I am so happy to do that because I, I did not expect that and that is getting framed I love it so much <laughs> it's, it's a bold move for you to show that one first uh, and, the of the first. and yeah. there's everyone else I guess yeah <laughs> like everybody word uh, there was another guy who did a little progression at the bottom of like me uh, I think the story was that I got 
kidnapped my nine lives, uh, split into different Cyrox, was forced to hack, but I, I refused to do it, so they forced me to fight against sh- robot sharks, and, and apparently it refused to, so it got uninterested. It was came uninteresting. <laughs> Um, (laughs) And then, of course, uh, Jin, you you had a segment of your own, basically, because... Oh, yes, well, so this year I decided to bring something different for our PPR guys uh, and and girls. I made a series of eight puppets, and Heather's going to get a picture of all of you guys together with them because I wasn't able to do that. And I brought all eight puppets to the live show and handed them out. So technically, even though Caleb wasn't there this year, Caleb was there in spirit or in puppet. <laughs> Thad was guest playing. That's absolutely. Yes. And, and, and uh, I, thank you so much. We will definitely do a Puppet Land game yes. using puppets on video. Uh, so And, and, and I, I told Jen this yeah. afterwards, but because my, my, my parents called and I just need, I was thought for a minute and when I mentioned I have a puppet of myself now yeah. my dad said that and I heard my mom in the back going he has a puppet of himself and like squeal happy squealing <laughs> in the back so uh, yeah no it was a blast uh, very I did not expect that no, uh, and, and you had posted p- photos of you making a puppet and yeah. I was like that's uh, interesting um, the, but, only, the only ones who knew about it were Aaron and Dan Yeah, because okay. I needed to get certain points of reference and I had Heather Aaron's girlfriend that's true so I, 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 I was keeping that on the down photos of you guys okay <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we were keeping on the down low. I, we just didn't know what ours looked like. So, well, you're, you're, you've learned well. You're practically ready to be a night's block agent. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you know, hunt vampires no uh, with that trait. Is puppeteering yeah. a skill that we could put? in? Well, maybe shape? maybe these vampires are scared of puppets. You know, maybe that's mm. their that's their uh, uh, cross. You know, yeah. <laughs> although uh, it was given us to I, I have to that's say their garlic. I, I have to inform everybody else. They it was these puppets were given to us under the caveat that we have to play Puppet Land with. Yeah, them. no, well, I, I just said yeah, yeah. If you did something like oh, that. Yeah, we, well, uh, it's, it's pretty much strongly well. hinted suggestion. <laughs> yeah. I still think Dread would be the funnier one to watch. Oh, Which my one? God. Dread. Uh, we can do that too. That's going to be a short one. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's not going to. It's not that one. Yeah, we can just knock that out. Hey. Oh. Yeah. What? Uh, yeah. Now, but now I'm thinking about vampire scared of puppets. I'm just thinking Jim Henson vampire slayer. Uh, uh, what else? We also uh, yeah, we'll have the entire recording up uh, either here or on the Patreon as a public thing. Uh, we will also uh, yeah, one listener Copernicus. Uh, you know, I, I've known about this game for years, oh. and I just, I never <laughs> sought it out. I just knew ever since I started After Hours, some part of me knew that someday I was going to be, I was going to own a copy of this game. Uh, and that day came that Friday. It's like, you know, the day the gunslinger knows he's going to be too slow on the draw, too. <laughs> he just knows that it's coming. And so I was gifted a copy of Made, the role-playing game, which is uh, about uh, the every Japanese made... Um, Trope. Trope. Yeah. Trope. Yeah, very, very, very fucking... It's a light comedy game, but with trauma tables. Uh, there was no light... There was no light in that game. There was... Yeah, it was the event horizon of Grimlock. Exactly, yeah. because when I rolled on, like, what was it, the, the dark event table, too? Yeah. Apparently, my country was destroyed, and I was responsible for it. I'm yeah. like an orphan walking... To be fair, that tracks with you. The so, romance uh, table... <laughs> I think it was the romance table involved stalking. Yeah. Oh yeah, a lot of stalking in that yeah. game. Yeah, a lot of stalking. In that a lot, game. lot, a lot, a lot of questionable things. Um, necromancy too. Uh, That's true. Yeah, the necromancer. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, there's there just, just it was a thing that happened. Um, and then of course, uh, after the the official meetup, uh, we went uh, to the open gaming area, the JW Marriott. Uh, for more games and uh, beverages uh, and uh, refreshments. And candy. 
Yeah, and candy. <laughs> Re- repast. Uh, so uh, we got, I got to try out two new games uh, that Jeb brought, uh, along with Jeff Barber and a bunch of other people. Uh, Shit Happens, which is a party game you mentioned. Yeah, and I think it is. Yeah, um, yeah, it's a fun game. Uh, yeah, obviously a part of it is sort of guessing what the author of the game thinks is a hundred or a one on the trauma scale. Yeah, it's a little skewed into uh, general. But, but I mean, you know, once you understand that, uh, and then of course, Iron Ale, uh, <laughs> Iron and Ale, sorry, uh, which is another drinking game um, where the basic idea is you're all dwarves trying to get more honor than anyone else. Uh, so every round you get resources or monsters to fight that that sort of randomly, and basically monsters you have to roll on a dice, or and if you fail to roll, you have to take drinks. Uh, but then there's challenges, uh, and you have to do the challenge or take a number of drinks based on the, the number on the card. So if, like, if a card's worth three points or you'd be worth three drinks if you fail. And these are drinking kind of, the kind of challenges you would do when you're out drinking with friends. So, I wish like, I had jumped in in the so, beginning of that game. Yeah. So I, I, I caught up in two rounds to where you guys all were. So. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so. So, uh, outside note, we were yeah. we were in that uh, room, but not in the group playing that. Yeah. We were just playing Sentinels, as we were mostly doing. Yeah. We had no idea what the hell was going on. <laughs> yeah. 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 We were just sitting off to the side going, like, why are they slapping each other? As, yeah. as we are trying to explain complicated strategies to one another and yeah. to people who haven't you played the game this, before. You should do this and, like, so, why is he sitting on that guy? So, yeah, you should do this, you should do this. This uh, can give you a damage reduction. Yeah. One cost slaps no. Like, yeah. What? What just happened? Yeah, uh, so yeah, some of the challenge are, like, pick another player, have that player slap you on the face, uh, or or take three drinks or whatever, if you decline it. Uh, another one was, do yeah, challenge another player to a push-up contest. Uh, I, I thought that was just joking Sam. party behavior. <laughs> yeah, no. Uh, or another one is doing planking while letting a player sit on you. Yep. Uh, mm. do, another one is uh, everyone has to get together to lift the table up with their pinkies. Yep. Uh, the first player to... Um, uh, yeah, I, for, I, I forgot how you choose a loser for that. Cause, um, and first person dislocate yeah. fingers, maybe? Yeah, something like that. Uh, first person give up, lose, has to take drinks. Betting, uh, betting punches... Betting punches, like how many punches can you take on the shoulder? Oh, I think this needs to give special... That one needs special uh, notice because Jeb did that with our friend Kyle. And the next day, because they're talking about taking the punches, uh, Kyle pulled up his, his sleeve and there is a bright, bright blooming... That's well, like bruise yeah. on his arm that looks like somebody just whacked him with a baseball bat. Because yeah. he decided to just double up on the game and yelled 11. Yeah, he took 11 I punches from Jeb. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and Jeb's got a tank. Yeah, uh, so. It's quite, and not all of them were physical. There were like a rhyming one, like say a word, does a, every, you know, like bread, and then someone else has to say red, dread, blah, 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 uh, until someone can't think of a rhyming word, and then. Uh, drink. They, yeah, they, they drink. <laughs> um, so it's quite fun. The problem is the end game is terrible, from what I understand. Now, to be fair, I don't, I didn't, I don't own the game, and this is my, my understanding is at the end of the game, the players have to fight a dragon, which means rolling a six on a d6, and if you yeah. fail, you have to everyone has to take four drinks and then roll again yeah. and then if you roll six you then you have to roll a three 
Uh, it, it's quickly yeah. just becoming alcohol poisoning yeah, again. It, it, it sounds yeah. like... It sounds like they're trying to get you to finish the bottle at the end of the game. Yeah. Well, there are things that just say finish your drink, so you could just finish your drink. But, like, the dragon seems like I don't understand that, you know. Yeah. Um, but to be fair, I, I again, I don't know the game, so I, I and I didn't read the rules myself. <laughs> this is just what Jeb was relating to me. Um, so... Yeah, but it mostly was fun. Uh, you guys played another game, Tentacle Bento? Bento. Tentacle Bento. It's, yeah. it's a card game George picked up for me a couple of years ago. It's basically like gin or gin rummy, okay. but it's done with uh, Ichi cards, and you build cuddle puddles with <laughs> <laughs> with uh, with matches, uh, and use the girls a location and a trap. And you build off of that, and it's it's set up kind of like the same way Rummy would be, where you need like the same. You wanted to build on the same suit, no. and if you build on the same suit, you can add to it. Okay. And there's uh, there's a whole bunch of random extra special rules that make the game very silly. It's a very fun game. I like playing it. So cool. we, we had a good time playing yeah. that. That's awesome. Um, and yeah, we went long, long into the night, into the early morning. Um, <laughs> so uh, so. Uh, yeah, and the ending for that one too. Uh, so I was very lucky. Uh, I decided to go ahead and run to. Delta Green scenarios off one. Yeah. I only got to do one, unfortunately. Um, but I did Avatar War with Jen, uh, Kyle, Noah, and Micah. And I've run this for the Patreon game, and yeah. just as a uh, foil for anybody who doesn't listen to that, too, this is one that I actually base elements off of uh, Common Rider, specifically Common Rider O's. No, I shared uh, a room with Noah when he came in and said it was fucking Common Rider. <laughs> but, but was he smiling, though? Uh, he, he was like, well, I said, well, then you loved her. I was like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so just as, as a little hint for this, say, I, yeah. I, I did this, uh, I will give the full explanation later, but pretty much I used elements for those shows to kind of build around this horror portion uh, working. And I found that it actually worked pretty well because once the, the other three figured out what was going on. There's like, you motherfucker! And uh, we're pretty much drunk anyway, so... But Jen, thankfully... Yeah, I, I was after I played Iron and Ale. Yeah. <laughs> but Jen, <laughs> thankfully... Uh, once we finished the game and Jen was doing it, she, I was really heartened, but I felt heartened because she said, like, no, that looked like... The way you described that, that's like an, uh, an X-Files... It was X-Files episode to me, where mm-hmm. with the bug monsters and having the bodies of people. No. That's... For someone who has no uh, concept of common writing, yeah. I had a blast with that. So, yeah, it's... It, so, in this one, it was just if uh, hopefully I'm going to be talking to see if I can write this up a little bit more to actually something but uh, part of it is just yeah stripping away those elements to see like uh, looking at it it's like what can I take so this is your abject lesson look at the goofiest shit see what you can strip from it or, or mine from it and use that mm-hmm. so because uh, for once Micah wasn't the loud one in the game oh yeah that was me and Kyle <laughs> yeah no, no you two were bad but everybody played a great game uh, I I really expected somebody to die like or almost die like they did in the Patreon game I, I but thought I was dead Nope. They, oh no, they got it. They they made a great roll, and unfortunately, I got a crit fail on one of an attack. Oops. So yeah, that's as I want to do. So as you want to do. Uh, so it was Friday. Uh, Saturday, uh, wow, I had a game design. Friday. Yeah, yeah. That, that's what this whole weekend felt it was like uh, for one day ahead. Friday, I did the game design panel. Uh, I had Shane Ivy, uh, Jeff Saturday. Barber with me. Huh? On Saturday. Saturday. Yeah, I said Saturday. You said Friday. You said Friday. Saturday. All right. Um, so that was Friday. So on Saturday, I did um, uh, the game design panel um, with Shane Ivey and uh, Jeff Barber. We answered people's questions about game design. I talked about Ruin. Uh, I finally have an idea, a, a, a outline for it that you know makes sense that in a way that I can write it and it becomes a game that people can play. I would uh, like to play that game. Yes. Uh, so I just fun. I have an outline. I just need to 
write the rest of it, uh, which is many more words. Uh, but if you want to listen about the details, uh, go to the panel or listen to the panel. Uh, I'll post that soon-ish. Uh, I also want to mention I was kind of disappointed that Warlord Games was not. At, yeah, that was both of us because uh, we were. Yeah, we were really looking forward to. I was looking forward to being able to buy some of like the new units. I yeah. wanted to get a. a well, they do Conflict 47. Yeah, they do Conflict 47. Uh, which Aaron and I have both been playing along with Jason and Renee uh, from the Armitage Files group and, uh, and soon Red Markets because they're now in our Red Markets group. Uh, so, yeah, that was kind of sucks. So, Warlord Games, get at it. Be at Gen Con next year. Jeez, <laughs> I want to give you money. Yeah, we. Uh, uh, it's like I have a coyote, which I forget what mine is supposed to be called. It's not, it's not. It's the coyote model. I don't pay attention the, to the, the British Army. So. All I know is they have robots, which are terrible. And they shouldn't have them. Uh, <laughs> You're just pissed because they chew through every, all your that. And uh, no, that's and, not. And fucking Hans will <laughs> no, still go down. No, no, he's just a truck driver, and I don't know why you're so angry. He is evil incarnate. Um, no, he's just. He doesn't even have a gun. He's literally. He has a truck full of zombies, Ross. Shoot the zombies then. <laughs> shoot him so he doesn't bring the zombies. No. Uh, anyway, <laughs> soldiers were shooting. An unarmed non combatant. Yep, there you go. That's my takeaway. Yeah. So, Saturday during the day, you guys cosplayed, and that was um, all. Yeah, I brought back my Rose Quartz outfit because I didn't have time to make from another Steven one. From Steven Universe. Yep, from Steven yep. Universe. I was too busy making puppets <laughs> to make another one. Uh, I ran around a surf for a couple hours with George as young Greg um, and some other friends, uh, one as Stefani, one as Jamie the mailman, and, one, and our friend Dave as Lars. And we just kept running into people. They'd find me, then they'd realize there was like four other people from the same universe all standing right there, and people were super excited about it. So that cool. was a lot of fun. Okay, that sounds fun. Uh, fun funny story there, uh, when we were trying to get back... Uh, get back to our hotel room when we were done. We tried to get back right in the midst of the uh, big cosplay uh, parade, parade. Cosplay yeah, parade right. which basically shuts down the convention and cuts the you all the main throughways yeah. in half no. for 15 minutes, and we were just stuck standing around. So I basically I just looked at. Everyone's just looking at us like, "Why like, aren't you in the parade?" Like, well, there are, you can't get by. I could not. I'm five foot four. I could not see the parade yeah. from where I was stuck. <laughs> so I was like, "I'm in cosplay. Screw it." Grabbed, grabbed him and was like, Rose Quartz, coming through. <laughs> just pushed my way right through, marched down the parade So you were line. briefly part of the fight. Yeah, for, yeah. About, for about 30 seconds until right. I made it to the next piece where I needed to get out, and then I just ran through there. <laughs> hey, <laughs> it use your excuse. <laughs> uh, that sounds like, I don't know Stephen Hughes, but I assume that's in character for Rose Quartz. Yeah, that probably would. Yeah. Actually, I think that would probably be her. Uh, she just wouldn't care what humans yeah. thought. Yeah. <laughs> There you go. Um, so, Aaron, anything during the day for you? Uh, the primary thing is that uh, Chris Farmer and uh, Micah and I went ahead and we found the BattleTech pods finally oh, again yeah, this they year. Uh, yeah, they they I I may have been there for the last couple of years, but they actually had it like within the the Magic and board gaming hall. Yeah. Uh, so we got back into that. Uh, it was still pretty fun, uh, but I think that. Uh, the next time around, if uh, my suggestion for using this to make it a little more entertaining, because yeah, Battle you uh, BattleTech too, yeah, it's is to actually go in with a fuller group because they can complement up to like eleven people in those. Uh, Find your group. Uh, it tosses generic tickets to go to, but if you had like thirty tickets or something, that gives you ten rounds where you can just sit in there and go at it. So um, for round after round after round, and that gives you more of the minutes to f- do because I think the rounds it's each are like. 10 minutes at most mm-hmm. so that that would give you your battles where you can go up into it because uh, the only thing I can say is a negative is that with you run around everybody else and strangers you don't really get that 
the, a feel for how you're supposed to really pilot or, or do anything. You're just very a bit quick. of a learning curve. Yeah, it, it's it, you're very quickly in there. Like the, with mine, I ended up choosing one of the lighter mechs than I did previously, mm-hmm. and I couldn't even see where my it has jump jets. I couldn't see the button where it was supposed to be. Oops. So it it was kind of a waste on my side, unfortunately. But. All right. Uh, so let's see, after the game design panel, I had uh, uh, lunch with uh, Rob from Orpheus Protocol. It's a podcast and uh, for a game that Rob is writing, uh, which he describes as basically the X-Men meets the X-Files. So people with superhuman powers fighting, you know, supernatural bad things. Uh, Rob actually lives in Indiana. He's actually expressed interest in coming down to Springfield to run the game for us. Absolutely. Uh, So I'm like, yeah, no, please. Uh, Games games that I don't have to prepare for. (laughs) Yes, please. Um, I'm all for that. So it was a very fun conversation. Uh, So shout out to Rob. Uh, And then, of course, I decided because of my obligations to the Mix 6, I had to go on a quest for beer, um, specifically because, you know, Sun King Brewing uh, always does a special uh, beer for Gen Con, the Gen Con only beer. And uh, they have other, yeah, it's a small craft beer thing, so they have other, other. Uh, so I went to the beer garden, which is right next to the food trucks, next to the convention center. But at the food, at the beer garden, they don't let you take sealed cans away, yeah, which I, I found that. out. Huh? I saw that. Yeah. Uh, so I was like, where do I get cans that I can bring home with me? Uh, oh, just go walk there. It's like a mile away. I'm like, okay. Uh, so I walk, you know, a mile. It's by the highway. It's by, you know, as you get further away from the convention center, the density of people with badges uh, uh, and more normal people starts. I mean, like, oh, let me take the badge off. <laughs> uh, I don't want to look, you know, too out of place. Uh, they all still do, though. Uh, <laughs> but, out of town. Or... Yeah, I'm wearing a t-shirt with wizards, you know, playing heavy metal. So, like, it's... <laughs> you, you look, it's like, we know. Box, yeah. Just, just... Uh, I did pass by a Mennonite choir and, uh, like, people handing out Mennonite pamphlets. But, yeah, it was, uh, I didn't know they, Mennonites proselytize, but apparently they do, trying to save my heathen gaming soul. Um, uh, Oh, that brings up something else, too, before, uh, if you want to finish up your beer run, your beer run, and then I'll do that, because you were there when this happened to me, so. Um, So, you walk all the way to the brewing, Uh, I got six types of beer from uh, Sun King, then I was like, fuck this, I'm not walking home with all this beer. (laughs) Uh, so I installed Lyft and got that back. Uh, so I brought, uh, so we, and so I got six uh, full episodes worth of beer from, just from Sun King. Uh, but but we are so fortunate uh, that we uh, Micah, yes. uh, who drove all the way from Seattle, uh, currently brought back yeah currently driving back right now because he came down to Springfield for us to hang out uh, the the on Monday. Uh, he gave me another six or seven from Seattle, from mostly from Scuttlebutt Brewing, um, and then uh, you guys yep. Uh, yep. brought like six or seven more. We uh, six. Two, six. Two, two sets of three from Lovecraft Brewing. Yeah, Lovecraft uh, Brewing, which has amazing. Art uh, on their cans, and, and we just loaded you down with any other alcohol we had. As yeah, well. <laughs> uh, and also Dan BK, uh, another RPPR fan who also has the most amazing mustache ever. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. Yes. So, uh, so universally agreed. <laughs> Actually, when, you, uh, the funny, when he was asking me to sign the shark poster, it's like, do you want any dedication? Like, right, whatever he did. I couldn't think of anything, so I just drew his mustache on the bottom. <laughs> um, and he brought like. 
six or seven cans of be- uh, types of beer as well, including this Trappist Brown Ale that comes in unlabeled bottles in this little in this box, and it's like, oh, that's very fucking <laughs> old school. I love it. Uh, it's like it's actually brewed in Belgium, you know. Um, so we have basically three or four episodes worth of beer just from Gen Con. Right? Uh, so thank you all for yeah. donating beer. We don't have to go on beer for a while. to get you the beer that yeah. didn't involve mailing it illegally. Well, yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah, so yeah. We would, and we would never out. mail beer have except illegally mailed beer from uh, people because we're we're lawfully yeah. abiding citizens here. Yeah, our, yeah for all any postal inspector. We don't use cryptocurrency. I'll post some video of the shifty eyes on Ross. Yeah, that's <laughs> uh, uh, fine. We're totally legal, legit. So uh, we're loaded up on beer. Uh, so yes, Aaron, what is your uh, the weird thing? And this is kind of jumping towards a, a, like after that, but Sunday. But uh, I, I discussed two things on there. One, the fact that I found out what my actual superpower in this world is, okay. and it's apparently that Jeff Barber and I can find each other at any moment <laughs> because we ran into each other no more than seven times during the entire thing. It's like, oh! But the last day we were there, um, we found each other because he was going to say goodbye to you. We're sitting there, and this guy comes up who I encountered earlier in the con. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's like middle-aged... He looked maybe Indian. I don't know. Oh, is that when I was with you guys? Yeah. Yeah, okay. That guy. I encountered him earlier in the con because when I went to the first, I think it was like Friday when I was on the floor, he came up to me and said, like, thank you for your business and cooperation. I'm like, okay, have a nice day. Moved right along into the swarm. And then while we're doing there, he says, like, oh, I'm glad you're a con and having the business. And in hand, tries to hand me some books. And one of them looked like it was describing chakras or something. And it's like, mm. oh. You. you should have taken those. That would be great unknown armies research. <laughs> I didn't want to add to this guy's fucking charges. Oh, yeah, that's true. That's yeah, like, no, that's no. Right. That's what they get you. Yeah. Um, <laughs> anyway, yeah. So anyway, uh, so Saturday night, uh, Delta Green panel. Uh, so all the Delta Green authors were there. Well, not all of them, uh, but most of them. Um, and so we'll have a recording of that up on Unspeakable, the, their podcast, Roleplaying Exchange. Thanks to Adam Thornsberg for uh, bringing... Uh, lavalier mics like an actual audio engineer uh, and micing people up as opposed to me with my one Zoom recurring like yeah I'm going to be lazy dunk so Adam and Noah doing a great job recording that Um, so we'll have a really uh, high quality panel from them um, and then we, I got uh, Delta Green Game run by Dennis from Scenario in progress. He hasn't finished, he hasn't finished typing up. It's not even available on the Patreon. Uh, we didn't manage to finish it because we started at ten and went until like two in the morning. Uh, and it's really like it's a very complex scenario. Uh, it's a two session scenario, but it was really. Oh my god, it was so good. Uh, it was, yeah. Um, we figured out what the problem was. We just like, how the fuck can we do anything to this problem? Like, it's not something that we can kill with bullets. Um, yeah, exactly. It was, we need bigger bullets. We, we need interdimensional bullets that can shoot me out of time and space. Like, that was the kind of problem it was. I mean, yeah, I can't go to a gun store. Give me the non-Euclidean ammo. Like, I need... Yeah, yeah. Can I get... Can I get the event horizon can, can I get a bullet that could kill something five years ago yeah well more than five years ago <laughs> uh, spoiler so yeah yeah exactly it was uh, a lot of fun uh, I'm gonna wait for him to, to publish the whole he's gonna write it up and then I'm gonna run it for the RPPR people uh, so that'll be fun Fun, 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 fun. Um, but that was my Saturday night. Uh, what about you then guys? Then you came and hung out with all of us. 
Yeah. yeah. Yep. Try to play games. Oh uh, yeah, we just kind of went like late, late in the evening doing games. Uh, that's when we did our. Uh, it's like our run of uh, shit happens. Okay. Which was during that time. Uh, I'm trying to think of anything else we really ran during Play that. More channel A. Uh, more channel A. I knew that was another one. <laughs> there, there, there comes a point in the evening when everyone's tired and everyone may or may not have been drinking and can't really wrap our head around a big complicated game. And then yeah. the uh, and then the apples to apples comes out. Uh, start, uh, I guess uh, descendants yeah, become yeah. really that, that genre. Yeah. 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 Um, I did want to mention something else on the floor too that I forgot about yeah. uh, previously, which was the exploding kittens booth. Oh yeah, so which that was, was a lot of fun. Well um, yeah, they uh, for those of you who didn't get to see it or weren't there, uh, they shaped it like a giant vending machine. So it was basically a, a cat, cat, a cat shaped vending machine yeah, with it a was clear. Fuzzy. Yeah, it was yeah. fuzzy, and it had several huge buttons on there for the different games, pins, yeah. or a special surprise. You could pay a dollar, put your money into the to the hand that pops out. And or your card, and it will give you some random item. Uh, so I went up there. I bought uh, the not safe for work edition of Exploding Kittens, which I'll bring up for a game for us later. Um, a pin and one of the random items. So it, and of course, when it's going through, it has this little processing phase, like a kitten with a rainbow trail goes up behind it. It gives you a silly little message, it gives you your stuff, and then it came out. Uh, my stuff was uh, a bunch of asparagus, <laughs> so, which th- right. which thank you, Kyle, for taking that because I had no way to cook that, and I would feel so bad throwing it away. Um, but other people, when I was waiting in line, like uh, at one point, the hand kept pointing up until the person looked up, and a beach ball flew up from the top of it, uh, or some woman's like they were. Uh, I was wondering they had like a long stick that was poking her in her ankle until she pulled out a full mop. <laughs> so I just, which I, I, Ross and I talked about this. It would be a, like a fun, that would be so fun to do that, the job at the con as long as that booth was well air conditioned and you weren't just dying in it the yeah. entire time. I, I wouldn't be surprised if they had the camera set up and they're going to do some sort of montage or compilation. Oh yeah, because uh, there are tons of people uh, yeah, so, watching around it, just yeah. just being entertained by the. Yeah, I took a couple photos of it, but I didn't. I didn't. Yeah, I was like. Yeah, it didn't even occur to me to actually try it out because <laughs> by that point I'm like, uh, just got zombie. Uh, I also got concrete a little bit. Uh, oh, we all, yeah, we all kind of. I'm mostly gonna. Part of it was, of course, on Friday night. I was like, oh, what are you having to drink? Let me try a sip. Oh, yeah. what are you having to drink? I'll try some. I want to try this and this and this and this. And you think the whiskey would have killed it? Oh, uh, you thought about that, but yeah. Well, it was also the beer and the other things. Yeah, so yeah, because that was like you, me, Dan, and Michelle all kind of caught the same yeah. similar variant of it. It was just the sore. Uh, so yeah, um, George and I are fairly well immune to concrete at this point. Yeah, well, this is the first time I really I, I can think of actually catching it. So, um, I, to be honest with you, I, I've been a little sick for the last month. I haven't, you know. Uh, so yeah, I don't know. But anyways, uh, it wasn't too bad. I'm mostly over it now. But um, yeah, Sunday. We got our stuff, basically left pretty early. Well, not early. Uh, Tom had a long lunch with his uh, friends. Uh, and then we all kind of got yeah. up, packed up and left. I and mean, there's not much left to do. I said, yeah, said yeah. bye to the uh, people of Archery. Uh, got a lot of interesting ideas for future projects with them. Mm-hmm. Um, and more work for post-human. So, yeah, uh, yeah it'll, we're, uh, yeah, it's a very good 10th year. Uh, yeah, that 10, 10 years, man. 
uh, one year where I meet Adam Scott Glancy and Shane Ivey and get a, get a weasel my way into the game, you know, uh, World War One Zeppelin game, and I die horribly uh, <laughs> to this one where I tried to get myself killed and someone had to save me instead of having a way to cap it uh, Okay, I'll, I'll be admitted, but I, I was the one who's usually been dying or getting close to that or being called the betrayer or albatross during my time, so yeah. being yeah. like the one guy that didn't do it this time, I, yeah. I feel pretty good about myself, Mr. Lighthouse right. Ghost. Yeah. <laughs> Alright, uh, so we'll have another segment up. I'm not sure who I'll be on next, but we'll have some of them and we'll, we'll, we'll get everybody. So it's going to be an actual long episode. Anyways, we'll be right back. See you. First- Hey, and this is part two of uh, the Gen Con 2017 wrap-up episode. Gen Con! Ross Payton here, and Tom's already... Gen Con! (laughs) What are you guys talking about? It's great! Uh, it's not that Gen Con is gone, it's that Gen Con, the next Gen Con is coming. Gen <laughs> Con is dead, all and live Gen Con. So. <laughs> Gen Con is coming. Yes. Uh, the so, Raven came just the other day. Yeah. Um, the Raven said, yo man, Gen Con's coming. Anyways, uh, so we have here Dan, Michelle, and Tom uh, for this. Did you have to check our names? Yeah, no, I'm just looking at the uh, notes to see what I want to talk about <laughs> first, Tom. Who are these hamsters? God. Uh, unfortunately, because of scheduling... Uh, David and Sean will not be able to make it because because uh, I need to get the episode out, out you know, because it's soon. already been like a week. Yeah, it's already been like a week. Mm-hmm. And, uh, Snooze, you lose. Yeah, um, yeah, just scheduling and other logistical issues. Timing. So. It's almost as if there's a large group of people with conflicting schedules. Yeah. Um, yeah, uh, yeah, conflicting schedule. So, anyways, uh, first off, uh, we yeah we already talked about the van trip. Uh, Yay, that was really Yay good. the yeah. van! Uh, so. Um, so we all got to Gen Con, uh, pretty well. And then, uh, of course, uh, there's a lot of games. So I guess maybe we should all take turns, uh, or the three of you take turns to talk on a game you played or demoed or bought or something like that. Uh, Tom, you were mentioning one, Sweet Dreams. Yeah, this was, it was one of the few games my two friends who, uh, there for the first time, by the way. I spent most of the con showing them around. Okay. But yeah, we finally got into our first demo on, I think, Saturday. Okay. This is a uh, it's a game where um, what kind of game is it? Is it a board game or card? Card, it's card game. Card game. It's um, essentially you're, uh, everyone's handed out you know a bunch you know, just, uh, their own personal deck of cards, and uh, you uh, you set like a hourglass for like two minutes, and you start each one you take turns playing cards forming a dream, and they the cards are just like images. Okay, and you're like okay that was like it like starts like you were in your house. And there was a bird, and he had a gun, and just and you go for two go minutes. On, yeah. You go for two minutes until finally the time's out. Then the cards are all gathered up, and now you have to remember what that dream was. Oh, so it's a memory. Yeah, you, but yeah, everyone takes turns. You know, going bird around, house gun going yeah. around the table, and uh, if the person who's and you take turns, you for one person like tries to remember the first one, and then the second tries to remember the second, and so on. Yeah. And its scoring is if the person whose turn it is remembers, you get two points mm-hmm. as a group. If that person doesn't know, but one of the others around the table knows, you get one point. Mm-hmm. And if you don't know and you get it wrong, you lose two. Okay. Oh. So the point is to have a 
positive score at the end of the game, which we did not. We did not. Terrible memories. Because turns out when you get into putting down a dream, you can play a lot of cards really quickly. Okay. So I think we had about 49 cards to remember. Oh, well, that was not going to go well. It was not going so to go the, well. So the, the lesson is to talk slower. Talk slower, yes. Yeah, like, <laughs> like, and then there was a how. Yeah, there you go. Uh, as few as cards as possible in two minutes. So there was a bird. And he... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's it. Yeah. That's, that's all I got. That's two minutes. Um, so, mm-hmm. Michelle, you uh, yeah. th- let's see here. One of the games you mentioned was Rattlebones. Rattlebones. Oh, that was really fun. Um, yeah, it we was. we demoed that in the. Uh, oh, you demoed it together? Like yeah, yeah. in the Rio Grande room. Okay. We just went up there, mm-hmm. and it was the only table available, so we sat down to play it. <laughs> and Chris Farmer demoed it with us. Yeah, so. Chris Farmer. Chris Yay. Farmer. Chris Farmer. Yeah. Um, and so. We sat down and we're like, okay, what is this? It kind of looks like a kid's game. It's, got it's a like a board of, game, right? Yeah, it's a board game. It's got a bunch of kind of chunky pieces. And we're like, okay, well, I don't know what this is, but sure, why not? We'll play it. Well, it turns out what the deal is, you start with three dice, and the sides of the dice are all removable. And so you can trade them in for different symbols and things as you go through the game. And so eventually you can have a dice that's uh, full of things like uh, roll again or gain a... <clears throat> victory point or you know do mm. different th- kinds of things like that so you move your piece around and we ended up buying it because it turned out to be really cool and we have no willpower yeah. <laughs> that's it was Gen also Con. on sale yeah okay it was also on sale yes yeah but. uh so that was a fun game yeah. uh let's see here dan of course uh did you try word slam or no. i did not okay that was just me that was just you all right sorry i'm just getting my notes wrong um uh, we'll go back to- yeah tom uh oh uh Slaughter's Catan, is that Rio Grande too, or is that... No, uh, they're Mayfair. Mayfair, okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, speaking of board games, though, uh, you played Settlers of Catan, the new expansion. Yeah, uh, Explorers and Pirates. Okay. And uh, first of all, let me say, I'm very happy that there was an experienced player who was at that game, because the guy running it, I think, was very confused. <laughs> <laughs> it was one of those games, but... Uh, yeah, apparently with four with four players, it's real easy to win very quickly. Hmm. Uh, yeah, it was. Uh, was it competitive or co op? Competitive. Okay. Uh, not like you don't directly attack each other. It's right, just, right. You know, it's like it's Catan, but no. Yeah. But this one is mainly about ships, uh, and now there's instead of just major cities, there's seaport cities. So it's all about uh, you know ocean travel and yeah. And going to explore, going to the new world across the mighty ocean, which is like you know four squares wide. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Otherwise, it was basically Catan, just with a few extra rules, and uh, we thorough most players who just thoroughly just uh, okay. We got you. Uh, how do we do ships again? Okay, cool. <laughs> okay, so I ship here. This is where I ship, right? This is, I, I ship that. And, uh, uh, I ship. And yeah. then uh, yeah, and the guy, into the demo guy running was like. Yeah, I think that's how you ship. Um, uh, how then, I mine for ship. Yeah. And then, like, and then one of the other players who was demoing it says, yeah, this is how you ship right here. I've done this. Like, okay, good. Yes, tell us. Tell you us should how be to the ship. demo person. Right. Yeah. Tell us how to ship. <laughs> so would you recommend it? If you love Catan, yeah. It's, okay. it's basically so it's it's more Catan. It's more Catan than Catan. Yeah, yeah if, you, if you like Catan, but with a, with a couple of different, slightly different rules and a different setting, Settlers of Catan. Right. In summary, a rich tapestry. Well, I will 
can yeah. add to that because I just remembered one of the times when I was waiting to meet up with Michelle in the dealer hall, I just parked myself outside of the jumbo-sized demo of the newest Catan, uh, mm-hmm. Game of Thrones Catan, Brothers oh. of the Night's Watch. Mm. Ooh, nice. More Catan. Yeah, more marketing tie-in. So much Catan. Yes. Those are always great. It's more Catan than you can shake well, a what stick What were your at? impressions of that, Dan? It looked a lot like Catan, but <laughs> instead of building to win you were also trying to keep the brotherhood of the knights watch well supplied okay so that they could fend off the wildlings and the white walkers mm. also i mean i feel kind of weird that like Catan is a super family friendly game right game of thrones is super not, not family friendly <laughs> no. are, you so, saying, what, are like, you saying it's a little rapey is that what you're saying uh, and violent and yeah okay uh, also like what like who's the i mean obviously it's adults i would hope are, are the demo that they're going after but like man there's gonna be some kids who know way too much about you know game of thrones uh yeah. anyway uh so bye yes no only for i the- would just watch the demo for like five minutes before michelle showed up and we went on to what we were actually planning to do all right but i was just commenting that i noticed that it existed and i had a similar reaction to yours ross <laughs> mostly right. it's, just a constant mm. yeah it's it's Catan. it's Catan. what board do you want it's a thing it's like the cones of dunshire uh yes. but better or worse uh, uh yes worse so word slam finally yes uh, yes Is that's a game that you play. That is a game that I play. Is it like yeah. Number Wang? And bot. <laughs> God, I hope not. <laughs> That's Number Wang. Yeah. Oh my God. So, Word Slam. Um, is that a card game or a board game? Ca- also, card? yes. Okay. There was no board. Yes. Okay. So, cards. Sure. Yeah. It wasn't like you hold cards in your hand and you do things. It okay. was It was different. Uh, basically, so different. you have two teams. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, one person on the team is called the Storyteller. And they're the ones who look at the card, you know, that has all the clues. And you have to try to get... And both storytellers, uh, storytellers on both teams, are trying to get each of their team to guess the word that they've chosen. Okay. So... So, you so know, like got charades. Card. Yes. Or taboo. Like charades. Yeah, yeah. Like or ta- charades or taboo. But the storyteller cannot gesture. They cannot speak. They cannot nod or anything. All they can do is they have a set of cards mm-hmm. that they can use... Um, and like one group of the cards is all verbs, and one group is nouns, and one group is like prepositions. Yeah. And so you choose a card, you choose cards from this, and you put them up on a little tray to kind of get your point across. So, for instance, I was trying to get my team to guess the word fish stick, mm-hmm. and what I came up with was animal, not in sky. <laughs> to get yeah, because they didn't have water. There was no water card, so I had hmm. like on sky, and uh, and then the other word I think I said I can't remember brown. I mean something just very very basic. That's so you're really to, vague. The yeah. Cow would like a brown animal not in sky. That could no, be no. a cow. We had you had two. You had two little boards, so you could set them up in order. So like the uh-huh. order you did things. So I did animal not in sky. Uh huh. And they cow. Had, they, yeah. Well, I mean, I think I said not in blue sky. No, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, it was very interesting. All right. They did guess a lot of things that did were you not fish it? first. Yes, I did buy it. Okay. So I have no willpower, <laughs> and I bought a lot. So it's still worth playing. It like, was, it was really sale. fun. Okay, it was not on sale. <laughs> uh, all right, uh, Dan. Um, of course, 
Uh, well, let's see. Did you play Lovecraft Daughter or Letter? I did not. Okay. Uh, but you did play Twilight Imperium. I did play Twilight. Twilight Imperium. Imperium. Finally, it only oh took what God. four years of yes. going to Gen Con to get a game of Twilight Imperium done. Yeah. All right. Okay. Get one started, not to get one done. <laughs> some of you asked. Will you? I mean, uh, it was only it was only a four day con. You did Come finish on. the game. Yeah, in four hours. Yeah, because yeah. you're all pros. Yeah, pros. That's a good word. To describe. And all of and all of you were <laughs> not I'm assholes. trying to help, Dan. <laughs> trying to build you up here. And no one was an asshole. Yeah, no one at all. In fact, there was totally one guy who was. He was sitting right next to like his best friend. And he was like, I'm not going to do anything to you. I'm just going to slam on this other guy to my left, which was me. And I was like, you're a jerk. Also, you're playing it wrong. Yeah. Um, So I I think the words you used me, he was like right up your asshole the entire game. Yeah, pretty much. And because of that, I could put no pressure to the player on my left. And he was the one that actually won the game. So, er. So he was playing Kingmaker. Yeah. Yeah. Except he wasn't playing Kingmaker. He was like, oh, I have to be aggressive because of how I interpret this race's special abilities. And I was just like, no. That is, no. The guy across the table is playing the most aggressive race in the game. And he even knows not to go straight for someone in the first two turns. Yeah. That seems a little dumb. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. In a lot of these multiplayer competitive games, it's like whoever attacks first loses. Yeah. And the person that gets attacked first loses, too. Yep. So. Don't be either of those two. Don't be either of those two people. Control what the other players do. Um, Let's see here. Tom. Let's see. Oh, you bought Time Watch. Yeah. um, I've. Honestly, uh, I was just walking by. Uh, with uh, my two friends, uh, and we were just like, and first of all, it ca- automatically caught my attention because it has a T Rex on the cover. Yeah, which again, like you know, <laughs> there's certain you know, what? there's certain trigger images that I was like, hello, yeah. What yes. Tom interested in large reptiles? That's not Tom. A by the way, Time Watch is a Gumshoe Engine game uh, based on time travel. Yeah. So I, lo- yeah. I was looked at, it, and they said, "Oh, like, would you like to know about the game?" Like, well, I glanced at, it, like, all right, give me your spiel. Yeah. And uh, all I heard was blah 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 words 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 and you you, you can play a human human intelligent velociraptor. You had me at hello. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it was. Honestly, I was I was hearing noises noises noises. Then it broke through. Yeah. yeah. Nice. And I bought the game solely on that. Nice. Um, I've glanced through it. It looks interesting. I thought about getting it on and off, but I've. I mean, once again, it does remind me. Time travel games are RPGs are really. Hard to do. Hard to do. Yes. And so, this one is like this one has yeah. it has it's a very large book. It's a very chunky book. Yeah. I yeah, if you yeah, if you read it and run it, I'd be very appreciative. I would really like it if you did. Well, no no promises. No, no promises. Okay. I'll play a Velociraptor if you will. If everyone plays one, yeah, I'll run it. All right. Oh, there you go. Yes, there you uh, go. Yeah, because no, they're telekinetic okay. intelligent Velociraptors. All right. Well you still I'm intrigued. That. Uh, you played Lovecraft Letter, though. Yes. Yeah. Yes, I did. Is this like Love Letter? It but is like Love Letter, but with Lovecraft, which okay. I'd never played Love Letter before, and I was trying to get into games. It takes about that. 10 minutes to play. Yeah, yeah pretty much. Yeah. It was really fun and fast. So Lovecraft Letter just adds this element of, um, forgotten the word. Sanity. Sanity. There's the word. Oh, Jesus, I've lost <laughs> cray, cray. mine, too. So it adds this element of insanity so that um, you... Certain cards are either your cards are either sane or insane, and so if you play an insane card or if you discard an insane card, you're now insane for the round, Blah. and you have to do sanity checks every every time it's your turn. And um, I ended up winning that completely by accident. 
but it was well. Really there's fun. a bit of a. I mean, there's randomness oh, involved. Oh, totally So random. like, if you got if you got a better draw than everyone, you're oh, at a, and yeah. you played so well that you you held on to that advantage. Yeah, <laughs> really didn't know what I was doing. So, but it was fun, and I ended up buying it, and I bought Love Letter because it was really kind of fun. And okay, I have no willpower. No, I mean, yeah. I, Love Letter is a really Dude, good game. I saw a dinosaur. Soft. I, Dude, that was right? it. Yeah. It's like Gen Con just erases all impulse sanity. control. Like, impulse I, control. I, I am a rational human being. Hi, Gen Con. Yeah. Yep, it's all gone. Uh, so, Dan, uh, speaking of card games, you completed your Dominions set. What? What? Tell me. About, I, I mean, I know what Dominions is. You said something about getting the promo cards or something. Like yeah, that? there are cards that you can get at promotional events like Gen Con. Yep. Gen Con. Okay. Um, and we went through and the booth that we bought Rattlebones from, we picked up an expansion board for Power Grid, oh, yeah. uh, and that qualified us to get a free promo. And mm-hmm. then we bought some more at another Rio Grande booth. And because the lady there was super nice, uh, we got more promos than normal because it was the last day of the con. And she was <laughs> like, I don't want to take these home. Uh, That's a good motivation. Hell yeah. Yes. yes. So by the time we got done and looking at all of them, we're 80% certain we own every single Dominion card that exists. Oh, wow. Yep. So you guys really, really, really like Dominion. We do. And when you put them all, <laughs> together, put them all put, together, they form the key of time. Yeah. Yes. We also packed them all in one box because Ooh. we're fancy like that. Yeah. Oh, so, did you get a custom it's not so much. It's box. not so much a box. No. It's like a... Ship it. It's like an. It's odd, odd, like thirty it's, pounds. Yeah, it, it looks like something you keep. It looks like the foot. Something you would keep the, the nuclear football in. Where'd you get this yes. box? Is this um, sold was, by the same company? That no, does? no. We okay. got the box itself at Hobby Lobby. Okay. And we got the insert, the spacers to let us organize the cards from Broken Token. Yes. Oh, okay. So that's yeah. where you got your. Yeah. 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 It's very. Impressive. I like that. There's now an after. There's like another market just for like modifying, customizing board games and like holding yeah. that shit like. Uh, here's all your things for this kind of games, meeples, and there's there's one that's like, hey, uh, upgrade your Catan game and upgrade this game with right. better meeples and board tops. Settlers of Catan. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, you've been to Bill and Melissa's house. You've seen how much their Dominion. Yeah. No, I I get it. I get yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I do the I like almost the same thing happened to me with Arkham Horror. I, fortunately, <laughs> we stopped, but like. Uh, there's still like four or five boxes in there uh, yeah. of stuff. So, uh, Tom, you got another game, uh, Wild Skies? Yeah, this one, um, I told every. I think I mentioned before, I was going to go to the Palladium booth for one thing. Mm. Well, it turns out they had, Palladium had their entire catalog of games except Whoa. that book. Oh, I went there and they did not have it. Symbiota what book you down, was it? Uh, this was Mutants in Avalon. Aww. My copy is falling apart, Aww. so I wanted to get a fresh copy. Just you can buy them used on Amazon. Oh, um, Ross, you, you don't you don't have a part in this. Okay, <laughs> Jesus. All right, you so you're already it. at the Palladium booth. So and yeah, they were selling a game there that was, they they were like they were at the Palladium booth, sitting next to the Palladium guys. But they, th- this game they were selling was not Palladium. Mm-hmm. It's a, what? yeah, and uh, it's an anthropomorphic game set after World War One. It's like diesel punk where there's giant like all like ba- like battleships and warships are now like flying fortresses. <laughs> I, so, and it's okay. like yeah, it's post World War One <laughs> type shit. Yeah, and I set in like the early 30s. And I'm like, oh god. <coughs> This is 
I have to get this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They didn't have the game you wanted. They had the game you needed. Exactly. <laughs> and um, That's a good point. Well, yeah, one of my friends in Seattle was thinking of running a game like this online. He was looking for a system. Yeah. They were like, this is it. This is literally the game he wants to do. He needs to do. Yep. And yeah, I... I bought a copy. My two friends bought a copy, and we got a copy of my fr- our other friend in Seattle. Gosh. <laughs> you bought all the copies. I bought. Yeah, we got all the copies. I even got the hardcover copy. I, I doled out ten bucks more. Ooh. Uh, ooh, interesting. Uh, well, I mean, if you run it, I mean, I I just don't, you know, like run more games is what I'm saying in different <laughs> in new systems. Yeah. Okay. Uh, if I have time, Pastor, speaking of anthropomorphic games, okay, I did get a board game too. Uh, okay. Uh, this one is called Ten Minutes to Kill. Ten Minutes to Kill. All right. Mm. And it's, uh, we called it, I play, I ran a couple of games of it, and uh, we called Does it. Does it take more than, than ten minutes? Uh, actually, no. It's uh, about ten, ten minutes is about how long it takes. Oh, okay. Well, the first one took us longer to get used to it. Well, sure. Uh, I believe it was my friend Colin who coined the term. It's, it's like furry John Wick. You okay. are like, what? like well, you're, play, yeah, you're playing an assassin, and you have three targets to take out. And your opponents are also have they have three three targets to take out, and but you know the moment you like you have a knife which you can kill right adjacent to someone you have a pistol you can kill one space away, and then you have a sniper rifle that you can use to kill someone as many spaces away in a straight line. Mm-hmm. Okay, but so uh, you're trying to kill your characters <laughs> while also making sure your opponents don't don't recognize who which character is your assassin. Mm. Ah. And uh, they're all. Yeah, I think I think they were they were made anthropomorphic characters, so you could easily tell between which character was which. Yeah. I think that's the only reason they did did it that way. Mm. Hard disagree, but continue. <laughs> but um, it's after we're getting there. It's like we had no idea. The game got really intense because okay. you're like, okay, who the fuck is it? And like, it's like, it's like, how the fuck can I take out this target because he's gonna know it's me. So it. It got. We were really like we like. It was pretty much like oh, this is kind of dumbed. And then by the second game, we're like, like staring intently. Like, <laughs> like, like you know, none of us were even smiling. It was like, blank, it was like, it was game like yo, face on. Game, Poker face, yeah. game face on. And oh my gosh. yeah, because every time you kill a character, a police character then appears at the scene. Ah, oh, yes. And so you can't actually. You can't kill someone if there's a cop standing next to your target or if they're standing next to you. Ah, uh, yep. okay. Okay. So That's the more how cops work. The more targets that are taken out, and actually it says, uh, you know, it's the point totals for the game. It's you know, like, take out one of your one of your targets, like ten points. Mm-hmm. Identify another assassin, one point. Kill a cop, negative fifteen hundred points. Oh no! <laughs> All right. So this is not like payday at this, all. It's like this the is, anti-payday. Oh, no. no, you cannot kill cops. Uh, I'm not <laughs> sure how I think about that. Well, then, yeah. I think these are real cops who are from Earth and not the oh. not the elemental plane of cops. Oh. Not cop homunculi. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> cop golem. No, 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 it's, yeah, they're not cop elementals. Yeah. Uh, wow. <laughs> so, anyways, uh, Michelle, you played. Two more games, Letter Tycoon and Bears versus Babies. Oh, yes. Did yes. you play either of those as well? I played Bears versus Babies. Okay, so yeah. first I'll talk about Letter Tycoon. Okay. Let's get that out of the way. Letter Tycoon, um, it was kind of like Scrabble. Yeah. Uh, except more with cards. You had cards that were letters, and you had to form words. Okay. Um, but then there was also a set of all of the letters individually had their own little card, and some of the letters had special abilities. Yeah. And those cost money. So every time you made a word, you got money for it. It was worth, you know, however long it was, was worth however many dollars and uh, if you got so many dollars you could purchase like a patent on a letter 
So say I had, I can't remember how much they were worth, but like say I got $5 for a word and I wanted to buy the letter J and it's only, it only costs $2. So I go ahead and buy the letter J. Now, anytime anybody uses a word that contains the letter J, I get a dollar for it. Mm-hmm. And that was kind of cool. Okay. And then like some of them, like uh, if you bought the letter X, it let you build, make two words mm-hmm. on your turn instead of just one. So it was kind of cool. And it was fine, except the guy that I was playing with had just been in the Letter Tycoon tournament earlier that day, and so I don't know why he was playing a demo of a game. That he'd already uh, I have to win insanely well. Yeah, that's exactly what he did. Exactly what he did. And I was just like, can you just stop for a second? I'm still trying to but learn But he really likes winning. So. Yeah. Because that's like, what games fact, are all about. In fact, they had shirts there, I guess, that said yeah. if you were wearing this shirt, you get an extra dollar at the end of Letter Tycoon. And oh, he put yeah. it on. To play this game, I'm like, dude, you're like forty five dollars ahead of me. Yeah, it really. But it needs forty six is better. Yeah, yeah. Man, so I was just like, did he win the tournament? No. So maybe that's why he was playing. Yeah, because he be. felt bad. His ego was shattered. Yeah. yeah, and he needed a little bit of glue to he put it back to together. Pop, stomp so. some randos. Just uh. like really, yeah. really, dude. Did you buy the game? I did not buy the game. Okay. Ooh. I I, I like it. Yeah. I really do. Wait, I didn't buy this one, did I? Shit. I don't recall you buying it. <laughs> I don't remember For those listening, uh, she, she turned to Dan and asked him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I might have. No, I don't think I bought this okay. one. I think I decided against it. But it's not out of the not out of the possibility. It All right, might happen. We'll, 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 Gen Con is a crazy time. We'll say yes. that. We'll, I'll trust your memory. Yes. Um, so uh, finally, um, <laughs> Bears versus Babies. I've this. I have not heard this game at all. Until you brought it up right before the show notes. And I love the title, so please tell me oh, all man. again. Is it a board game or a card game? It's a card game. Card, card game. It's by okay. the Oatmeal. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. It's the game that you got out of the big bear vending machine. Oh. It's like exploding kittens out of there. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But Bears vs. Babies. That, yeah, we did see that. Yeah, yeah. that's the one we played. <laughs> so Bears vs. Babies. It's so much fun. <laughs> I don't even know how to describe the rules. It was so crazy. Okay, so you start with... You're building up an animal army yeah. to fight against the baby armies. Fair enough. Armies. So there's the land baby army, mm-hmm. the sea baby army, mm-hmm. and the sky baby army. Mm-hmm. Yes. And depending on the animals that you have in play, that determines what types of baby armies they can assist with. Bears can fight against any type of baby army because bears. Right. Yeah. But you can also have things like... Uh, uh, I forgot all the other animals. There was a bird of some kind, so clearly they could fight against. And there air was babies. a rainbow pomeranian. Oh yes, yes. So they were good against the land ones. Yeah, there was a beaver. I don't know. Yeah, there's some good stuff. And so you start with those, and all they have is the head. Yeah, that's the head card, and then you can attach to the head card a torso card mm. that improves its abilities. You can also put on hats. Yeah. Like Once you, you do. have the torsos, you can attach arms and legs. Once you have arms, they can give them tools and weapons. And so the whole point of the game is to build up your army so that way you can fight the baby armies when they get taunted or when they get provoked. The babies yeah. are incoming. If yeah. right. someone provokes a baby army and you don't have enough power to overcome the baby army, all of your animals that participated in that fight die <laughs> yes it's the circle of life it is 
Yeah, uh, did great. you pick up a copy? It sounds like no. no oh, okay. The line was really long, uh, but I intended at some point to get that one. Okay. Well, yeah, I'm sure it'll be on sale. Also, yeah. I think we checked on Amazon, and yeah, the Amazon Prime price. Michelle, it's lower. okay. Yeah. Face waterfall. Price. Right. <laughs> uh, fantastic. Cool. Uh, it sounds like you guys got a pretty good haul and tried a lot of new games out. Yeah. yeah. I, I also I don't know if I mentioned this. I also demoed the fourth edition for Twilight Imperium. Uh, yeah, you have new. not. So, what's new about it? Uh, the way I see it, well, first off, the pieces are a lot better looking. Mm-hmm. They're also very. I don't know. It's the plastic. The quality of plastic is obviously better. Uh, the insert for the box is better for organizing. You don't need to keep individual bags to keep all your stuff organized and separate. Probably still will in order to. For ease of use, but for transport purposes, eh. Um, he says this knowing that we're going to end up buying it. <laughs> and the learning curve has been rounded off a little bit. It's no longer like this sharp cliff yeah. of learning how to it's play. It's a gentle game. slope. <laughs> sure. <laughs> okay. I'm trying to give you this. It's the bunny slope. All right. Yes. Like the easiest, the most pointing example I can point out is the tech trees of Twilight Imperium 3rd edition is this giant complicated web with prerequisites out yeah. the yin yang that have prerequisites that start off on the basic technologies. Whereas in this version, you have technology cards to, then the prerequisites are not specific technologies. It's just a certain number of a certain color of technologies. So you don't have to memorize the entire chart. You also don't have to keep track of what buffs your technology cards give your ships. Mm-hmm. Because it just tells you, upgrade your carrier to carrier two. Oh, so you just swap out the mini or whatever. Mm-hmm. Well, it's the, race, the uh, player sheet has all of the ships and all of their stats on it. Okay. And so you just lay over... Mm-hmm. The upgrade card on your mat, so that way you can see. Oh, this is what the ship. Does oh, so it's just levels, like yeah. level one, level two. Blah, yeah. Blah, blah. Okay, that makes oh. sense. Uh, that's all right. And I said I'd play it with you if you, uh, you get it. It's true. Yeah. Sounds fun. Um, now I need to mention. I mentioned in the last episode or last segment. Um, I talked to the people at Shapeways, the 3D printing company, but I mm-hmm. dug up my notes. Um, so Shapeways is an interesting company because they. Uh, they do. They have a lot of support for tabletop gaming now because they have this whole directory where you can go on. People can upload their designs of whatever object they want, and then you can just order it, and they'll ship it to you. Uh, so they have, like custom dice uh, there, but they also have like miniature components there, like uh, uh, terrain and tanks and things like that. So you can order specialized miniatures if you wanted to, um, and it's profit sharing too. Like the, the person <clears throat> who uploads a file gets a cut, so it's oh, not just. Uh, so you can actually, you know, if you're a 3D modeler. You can make some money doing it, but if you're, uh, they have a com- they they partner with this company called Hero Forge, where Hero Forge has their own like 3D modeling thing where you can select head types and body types and items and things like that, and that'll create a 3D file that then goes to Shapeway, so you can make your own semi customizable uh, miniature for it, and pretty de- good de- uh, detail too. So mm, neat. Um, and so, like, people are doing things like uh, for Warhammer 40k, like getting unit insignias and uploading those, so people can print them and add them to their you know little uh, space marines or whatever. So you can modify existing armor. So I wouldn't be surprised if they have some Twilight Imperium stuff for like 
uh, tokens or unit uh, counters. That'd something. be nice. Yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah, if you're at all interested, I'll uh, take a look at them. So, um, I just wanted to uh, – I actually went and interviewed them, so I thought I'd share this information with you. Good job, Ross. Yeah. Um, so aside from games, there's obviously um, food and um, other things. I'm meeting up with the RPPR fans. That was a good uh, one. Yeah, we, yeah. we talked uh, a little bit about it, but I mean, uh, I guess we just go around and share any other interesting personal experiences you had at Gen Con. Uh, like Tom, I mean, you, you talked about being the tour guide yeah, my for two, two newbies. My so. two friends, Colin Art and Arturo, mm-hmm. uh, they were at Gen Con for the very first time. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, yeah, they've been to cons before. Even they were both like, "Holy shit!" When they, the first day they walked into the dealer room, yeah, mm-hmm. and uh, like, is it always this crowded? Like, well, like, yeah, the first hour on the first day, yeah, pretty much. But don't worry, stay away from the really popular booths. We'll be okay. <laughs> yeah, uh, Dan, Michelle, any other interesting experiences? Yeah, um, just con-worthy experiences. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh Getting to and from the con in Ubers was interesting. Conversations with the different Uber drivers that were just people who were native to Indy that still didn't quite understand what Gen Con was. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, Only one meal at Champs this time. Okay. Normally, last year, last year was like more like five. I think the secret (laughs) of Champs has gotten out. It's it's more busy every year. At Gen Con, the one time I ate there wasn't that crowded. But. No, but when we went there, either we we were, we were I think like, you were there. There were ten of I us. Remember. We got yeah. in and they got us right in. But it was also yeah. like one thirty, two o'clock. Yeah, yeah. You have to avoid, yeah. So maybe avoid, uh, that's a good Gen. Well, they've really expand- avoid peak restaurants. At well, yeah. they've also expanded the food trucks too. Yeah. Yes, I mean I went to a food truck and walked right up and ordered. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I, I picked the only one without yeah. a line. Granite yeah. City was good. Yeah, Granite City was good. I didn't actually get a chance to food truck this year, and I didn't get my Gen Con annual turkey leg this year. I feel Aww. bad. Uh, I, th- I, 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 I pat your shoulder, but you're over there. Yeah. Uh, Would you I, do that for me? No. Okay. <laughs> I did mention on the other segment, but I just just an FYI, if you go to the beer garden, they will open your cans for you before you leave. So you can't. You have to go all the way to the brewery. Uh, Sunking Brewing to get any cans to take home. So, not that I'm resentful for having to walk a fucking mile out of my way and then well, taking it's a look. Because you up. love Caleb and Spencer, I that do, much. I yeah. do, and the mix six. Uh, yeah, it's for Ross begrudgingly pop- shows compassion. Uh, well, also because they've had a Sun King, especially they've had this Gen Con official beer every year, and it's a different time every year. Yeah. And I always basically ignore it. I said, well, this time since I'm work on a beer podcast, I should probably. I should probably fucking pay attention to that or something. Yeah. yeah so yeah, it's, uh, too bad they weren't doing it last year. The twenty sided rye was infinitely superior to this year. Yeah, the, it, did not, it, the, it has been reviewed on the mix six, and it not it did not get a four or five. I'll tell you that. No, <laughs> it doesn't uh, yeah, no. it's a Belgian golden ale. And, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they they went for the oh, it's the golden anniversary. We're going to make a golden ale. Yeah, it tastes tastes man. like gold. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, it tastes like you spent fifty seconds of effort on this. <laughs> hey, oh, um, well, well there's last a- year's was good. Yeah. Yeah. Yay, Sun King! Yeah, twenty sided rye was amazing. Do that again. <laughs> well, we'll see what they come up with next year. Yeah. Um, so, uh, but of course, there was uh, there were other games that you guys played with RPPR fans. Mm-hmm. I know you played Base Raiders, right? Yeah, I played uh, Base Raiders run by Micah. Uh, mm-hmm. It was the who type- wrote Exemplar for Base Raiders. Mm-hmm. By that, uh, he was. Uh, it was the kaiju uh, game. Mm-hmm. 
And I was playing foot high science guy, so like, okay, so I'm not going to be handy in a fight here. Just saying, no, just saying. Like, I'm a 12 inch tall little amphibian guy. Yep. But they, a couple of them asked me, like, can you, like, can you help us out in this fight? Like, what, yeah. <laughs> what am I going to do? Yeah. Well, I mean, with fate, it's whatever bullshit things you can stunt into yeah. with aspects. Yeah, you're foot high science guy. You could have stunted your way into like, Ooh. oh, here's a giant. Turret cannon. Yeah. No. Well, when he fires cannon, I'm going to whip up something that'll give him uh, the you know uh, basically anti kaiju gas. So he'll no. Uh, he'll well, start once coughing. once we got into the giant robot, I was a lot more handy. Yeah. I'm like Because mm-hmm. I'm literally scuttling around inside the robot, upgrading this, making sure fixing that. No, yeah. yeah. Cool. Uh, you guys uh, tried the Pirates of Dark Water LARP. We talked a little bit about that. But I did the Pirates of Dark Water. Yeah. You did. Okay, sorry. I did not. I was not there. <laughs> uh, we walked. We walked by it. I walked. Yeah, by George Jin and Aaron did not have a great time with it, but they didn't mention anything about a speedrunner. Yeah, apparently there was one guy that was playing Ios. For those of you that were, that know what Pirates of Dark Water is, and you're already Ren's warrior above. friend. Yeah. yeah, you're already a step above two thirds of the room. Yeah. Um, that essentially. The way he, I didn't engage with him much, but the way he was described was that he was just going around the room doing as many things as possible, even though it doesn't make sense for him to be in, in so many scenes as close together at the same time. And so it's like he was trying to speed run the whole freaking LARP. And eh, I just, <laughs> I've, it's my only, Kind of missing the point of a LARP. Yeah. It's my second con LARP, and I really thought it would be really good and really fun based on my first experience because, yeah, that one was really great. This one was not so much. Mm. And just, I said, we both like Pirates of Dark World. Yeah. Like, I felt really bad. I, I don't know. Sean did an amazing job as Conk, by the way. Oh, I, yeah. <laughs> like, he, he went straight for it. He was perfect. He was fantastic. <laughs> I wish he was and, here uh, so I could pat him on the And I, all I heard, <laughs> my friend Arturo just said, Monkey Bird Liberation Front. Oh, my God. <laughs> okay. Uh, wow. Any, anyone want to elaborate on that? Or, I, mm, no? No. Because if I start going far too far down this, I'm going to start bashing Kettle of Fish Productions for how they okay. ran and designed that LARP. And I feel like that would be unfair because apparently they do some really great LARPs. Okay. But this one was not very well done. I No, that was kind of the impression that I got. I the followed the prompt for my character as written and ended up having no fun at all. Ooh. Yeah. It was just the, I'm doing what I'm supposed to do, but nobody here knows the setting. Nobody here knows the themes of the genre. Do they even know what Minga Melons are? I think not. No, most of them did not. Tom. That's insane. And also it felt... The minute I stepped into the room and they were starting, people were talking. There were people who were obviously repeat players for Kettle of Fish, who, by the way the luck mechanics played out, they obviously got tokens for doing good role play. But it's the when were you paying attention to these people, and mm. how did so many tokens get kicked about? I don't know. Mm. All right. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. Fair enough. Uh, Michelle, any other notable games from the um, PR crew or, yeah. or official events? Yeah. Well, while they were doing the LARP, um, Chris Farmer picked up Scythe. Oh, yeah, I yeah. I ended up sitting down to play that with him. And it's the type of game that I usually would not play. It had a lot of pieces <laughs> and a lot of rules. Yeah. And uh, I was completely overwhelmed. Okay. But uh, Peter was there, and he just kind of picked it up and started reading the rules. And so we were playing it, and it was really fun. 
I, we kind of got the hang of it. Cool. We didn't get to play a full game. We didn't yeah. have time for that, but uh, we punched out all the pieces and set everything <laughs> up on the board and ran through a few turns. Yeah, I think Chris wound up mailing that back to yes, us. Yes, he yeah. did. He learned the valuable lesson that it is cheaper to just check an empty luggage bag yeah. when you're uh, flying into Jane. Valuable lessons. So, yes. Um, you can ship things back. It by the way, you you shared a room with him, or you were at the same hotel? Oh, yeah, 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 we were. He, he was our roommate. All mm-hmm. right. So how was that uh, being off-site, oh. as it were? Okay. Uh. Just the fact of being off-site was fine. Okay. It was fine. We could get an Uber in the morning, and we just you know scheduled it. So we both we all left at the same time and mm-hmm. just carpooled together and just stayed at the con all day long and brought snacks with us so we yeah. could yep. not have to go back to the room. And that was not a problem okay essentially for that part of it you just like if you have a downtown hotel just don't let yourself go to your room at all during the course of a day and you will have an approximate feeling of what having an off-site hotel feels like yeah, yeah you can't drop anything just, off right uh, right right so, so, you plan, you, so you just plan for it exactly yeah. We're just no like, quiet bath no quiet bathroom that's guaranteed to be clean <laughs> yeah right uh, so we just yeah i'm just like okay don't buy anything till the end of the day or yeah. you know just don't want to lug anything around so yeah. not a problem yeah totally doable uh the hotel itself Oh. Yeah. So you're saying the Motel Six was not that good? The Motel Six was a Motel Six. <laughs> I've had some great. I've had some passable experiences with Motel Sixes, and this one was could have been passable. Yeah. yeah. Except for a few major things. No towels. Yeah. There were, there were no towels. Um, by the time you walked across the floor after getting out of the shower, your feet were already black with dirt. Ugh. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and the little card about this is the person that cleaned your room was dated for the thirteenth. Whoops. Yep. Um, <laughs> see, they came in and stole our towels once. Yeah, they came in and took our dirty towels, but did not replace them. Oops. No. <laughs> the Jesus. light above the bathroom sink never worked. They, it sounds like they were not ready for Gen Con. They, they were, were not. not. We talked to them a little bit, and they're just like. They just looked frantic the yeah. whole time. And we're How, like, what is happening? Booked? How did we get booked? We have yeah. a strip club in our parking lot. Why are we booked full? <laughs> Why are we booked full before the strip club closes? Right? These are not hourly guests. What is happening? <laughs> oh, oh, also, yeah. the, uh, what used to be an omelet shop, I believe, yeah. in the parking lot, but the several letters of that sign were missing. But now it's an Indian and American fusion restaurant. Interesting. We did not yeah. want to risk that. Yeah. Good. That's probably the right but they yeah. had takeout liquor in beer sales. So. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> yeah. Tempting. Actually, yeah. I love the hotel I stayed in. Yeah. I was oh, at the yeah. Stay Bridge, and for the first time at Gen Con, we had a hotel with a free breakfast. Ooh. Which, that like, oh my God. Actually, I think, even if I had access to a downtown hotel room, if that was available next year, I might do that again. Just... We don't have to bring any food with us. Right. This we can just go downstairs and just eat. And it wasn't, you know, it wasn't just, you know, crappy, you know, crappy continental breakfast. Continental breakfast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They have actually had, you know, some eggs, bacon, yeah, oh, a waffle nice. maker, cereal. You know, I'm like, we're we're all like, oh my god, this we've never done this before. <laughs> this is amazing. Uh, I, I yeah. thoroughly love the State Bridge. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, we'll see what kind of rooms we get in the, the lotto. That's what I love. Like, you never know. It's like, it's like a Gen Con hotel lottery is all like a box of chocolates. You never know what the fuck you're going to get. But chocolate boxes have the little guys. But, they, but yeah, yeah, chocolate, chocolate boxes, boxes do let guys. you know. They let you know. <laughs> they do let you know. Um, oh, my gosh. 
Yeah, that's yeah. Um, yeah, we're gonna do better. I think. I mean, j- attendance. I think will go down next year compared I to this. Oh yeah, well, this was the 50th. It went up right. like fifteen thousand because yeah. it was the fiftieth anniversary. I think there's no. Now, way. As I know there were a lot of much older people there. I think who yeah. used to go in the before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, that makes sense. Okay. Uh, so a lot. Of, yeah. So I think it'll be a little calmer. I mean, because it's right. the fifty-first year. So right. <laughs> I'm, I'm, but I'm an optimist. Yeah, it may still be sold out. I don't yeah. know, especially mm-hmm. because of like, oh, did you hear that last year sold out? We better get our badges now. Yeah, right. uh, or they might just lower the number of badges so they can sell out and hype that more. You know? Yeah, but um, yeah. Gen Con operating like a business. But I will say, yeah, like, weird. I've been to a lot of cons, and this is still my favorite. Well, yeah. Uh, even if you can't, you have to. Uh, let's see, uh, waiting times can be crazy. Yeah, you know, the whole. Uh, waiting in line for things like you—you you were trying to get Starfinder, you decided not to. Cause, uh, well, it's—I—I uh, I asked a couple of guys standing in line, just like, so uh, how long is the wait going to be? And he's there's like some people seem to be like, I think I've lived my life in this line. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I honestly do like I don't know who I am anymore. Jesus, everyone and, backed up a step, and Ooh, then actually uh, had a baby. Well, we well we <laughs> we well we, d- we debated. Babies, yeah. uh, it was Colin and Arturo were with me, and we debated like. You know, we could wait in line for a copy, or we could just wait a couple of weeks and then order it and have it shipped to us. Right. Like, right. Or go to metagames when they get copies. Like, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, why don't we just do that? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, definitely. And we felt much happier about our decision. See, mm-hmm. I went back and forth on the same thing about Twilight Imperium 4th Edition, because like, ah, oh, I really want this $150 price tag. Ah, oh, but I really want this. Oh, but wine at the Fantasy Flight booth. Oh, but I really want this. Oh, but the tickets are gone. Mm. Uh, there's one other <laughs> thing I want to I want to point out that I really loved. Hmm. Um, my favorite comic uh, web comic artist and writer was there, oh, yeah. Corey Bing from Skin Deep. Yay! Yeah, she uh, she's you know she you know does a lot of you know her comics about you know monsters, but she is doing a series of commissions for me that are based on Lovecraft monsters, and she's a I've never done Lovecraft creatures. I love doing it. Cool. Huh. Cool. So, so yeah, I'm, I'm, uh, wait. So what's this comic about, Tom? Skin deep. It's about people turning into monsters. Well, it's and more like it's mo- that appeals to you at all. It's, well, it's monsters hiding in hiding in the world. How yeah. Does this, oh, okay. Like, what got you into this? The main character was a human, but then turned into. Well, a it turns out she was always a sphinx, but she just was. Yeah. Like, the illusion spell was still on her, and mm-hmm. touching a medallion. Canceled the spell. Uh-huh. I, I don't understand how oh you meet the demographic of this weapon. What? I, I know it's some some things defy comprehension. Yeah. Wow. Uh, so for next year, you guys going to be trying anything different? Uh, Honestly, be- God, I really want to get into an RPG. I have yet like an official like an official yeah pay four dollars well I think actually I'd like to there's no more than four dollars because I don't cheap yeah yeah there's there's a lot of board games that I you know like some board game tournaments I might want to do yeah but like I wouldn't mind trying out the Twilight Imperium I would have been eliminated right very quickly <laughs> That's why we got to get fourth edition, Tom, so that way we can play it. Oh, yeah, and we can do our '80s training montage yeah. oh, for yeah. the game. Uh, I kind of want to see that. Uh, <laughs> um, you can we, play we, with us. We, mm, I, w- I want to see that. I don't want to <laughs> participate. Uh, and then, okay, well, so we still have to do a Puppet Land uh, oh game with video with with puppets. Yes. So, so that's that. something that has to happen. So I, I'm yeah. going to be busy with that. And also, and I you think- have to you have to run made. No, no, he doesn't. Mm, I don't have to. I probably am, but uh, that's because, yeah, the patrons no. want it. You, uh, yeah. Okay, they, they yeah. want a lot of things, Ross, but no. you don't give it to them. Uh, you don't have to be an enabler, Ross. No. Yes. 
Uh, yeah. Yeah. And as yeah, Wild Skies, I might run a four parter like I did Hicks and Dracones. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, that's probably yeah. You said you were going to try and run a lot of games this year, but you, I did. But it's but once I realized I was going to have not one but two people uh-huh. with me who had never been. I I don't think I I besides the uh, meetup. I think I barely laid eyes on anybody else. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You guys were kind of up on your own doing. Like so. we yeah, knew was, you were at the con. We just hardly ever saw. Okay. Occ- occasionally we'd run into each other. Like I oh shit, think, you're here too. Mm-hmm. I ran into Jeff Barber more times than I ran into you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So Jeff Barber oh was gosh. all over town. Yeah. yeah. We had a whole big conversation with him, didn't we? Yeah, yeah. we did. He's I a nice guy. About that. He is. He, he is. is. This was actually one thing I didn't eat it at all at the food court at the mall. Okay. Not once. I always right. have to eat there at least once. I got an mm. A&W root beer, but I didn't technically eat any food. Ooh. Okay, I did say, there is a new restaurant in the uh, mall, food yeah. court. Okay. It's a waffle place. Oh, I wanted to. The waffle oh. sandwich place? Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Oh, we tried to place it. It wasn't oh, yeah. the food court. It was a kiosk at the mall. Yeah, okay. so they gave us a sample. Yeah. Oh, is this the... It was a cup of corn. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God, it was so good. But we were like, really? We are just getting corn? How, 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 how was it prepared? It was Mexican style, so it had a little spice. It was like cooked corn. It was like corn, like, like boiled, like yeah. Corn. yeah, okay, like, like cooked, like off the like cob. Little, okay. Like you got a little cup, okay, like you get at school, uh-huh. yellow yeah, 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 corn yeah. kernels, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. and then it had like Mexican spices and cheese. So in it's, it. it's it's like ice cream, but it's corn. But it was corn, and we're she's just doling it out. <laughs> You're in little sample cups. really excited. It about was it. delicious. I have no idea. Yeah, like, she just said, "Now she's like, you guys want a cup of corn?" I'm just like, that sounds really weird, yeah, but okay. yeah, okay, free food, free food. Why not? I like, yeah, I can't. I almost went back. I kind of want to get the reaction of some of our, the international people who showed up and be like, I went to America and they gave me corn, corn for free. Yeah. Right, for free. There was cheese on it. I I like, it, was like, it was a greeting. It was a, is that a traditional American greeting? Yes. Apparently. Yeah. In the Midwest. Indiana, yeah, it yes. might as well be. Yeah, hey. Uh, also, oh, my friends uh, got to eat at Steak and Shake for the first time. Oh I'm sorry. Thor- yeah. No, they thoroughly loved it. Mm-hmm. Well, the, the first time we, well, the, I think... Uh, David was there the first time we tried that. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. Well, David and I did make our annual pilgrimage to the White Castle. That's true. Oh, and now yeah. that you guys did that, I love that we didn't have to do that this year. That everyone else didn't. Those who wanted to go went. Yes. Yeah. Yes. That's why we do it. Uh, yeah. Uh, and you any, know what? any crime uh, witnessed or anything? <laughs> no, not this time. Okay. Though right. I will say, yeah. Although they did have a sign up that says, please limit your uh, eating time at the tables to 20 minutes. Fair enough. Yeah, it's their rules. I'm not. I'm not going to argue. Yeah, I don't want to be in a White Castle that long now. <laughs> right. I, I think that's you feel dirty bad. on Beth's on both sides. I. It's not that I feel. I objectively am dirtier when I go into a White Castle. Yeah, it's a White Castle. And I know what, and I'm I'm no, like, yes. I, I no longer have any illusions. About okay, White and you Castle. know what? I know you said you mentioned it in the first part, but yeah, the van was awesome. Yeah, that oh was. Yeah. Definitely yeah. a good decision. Even the naysayers of the group afterwards said, yeah, that was really good. Uh, yeah, yeah good definitely. Time. We'll have to see how many people oh. go before we figure out our travel logistics. But I think yeah. I getting, did the getting the con, yeah, getting the con cred yeah, I think, I, I think you told me. Awesome. Oh, you got con cred? Oh, my God. Yeah. So sick. We got it so bad. Oh, God. No, I got a little bit. No. I did not. I'm yeah, sorry. No, sore throat well, it's because yeah. you quarantined yourself with your two friends. You didn't interact right? with anyone every else. T- so. It seemed like every time I walked into the dealer room, I'd walk past someone and round a corner, and then I'd hear this, Ashew! And just yeah. like big, jo- I'm like, oh. That's probably me. <laughs> I, was, I sneezed a lot. Um, it, was, it was real bad. Like, yeah. I went to work on Tuesday, and my supervisor took one look at me, and he's like, you're going into your office, and you're shutting the door. <laughs> yes, sir. Fair like, enough. How, yeah. long do, how long before I put in the good faith effort that I can go home and use sick time? And he's like, I'll let you know. <laughs> 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 what do you have left to do today? This, this, and that. Get that done and go home. Yeah. 
Nice. Yep. So next year, a lot of vitamin C. Yeah, we didn't do that this I year. I know. Oh, yeah. Oh, actually, I, screwed screwed up. I did. Yeah. I had a free breakfast. Why. I had orange juice oh, every see, morning. Oh, Yeah, my my immune system was tempered by OJ. Control <laughs> and the hypothesis. Yeah, yep. something, yeah. something see, there we go. Uh, or maybe it was the Fruit Loops. Yeah. I don't know. It probably it's, was the Fruit Loops. Probably. Uh, yeah, because nothing then there is natural. Uh, any disease is <laughs> no. driven off. Uh, so any final thoughts on Gen Con this year? I mean, Gen Con? It gets better Gen every Con. year. It gets every year it gets it better. It does. Uh, yeah, and if you're, you're listening to this, you had... F- uh, and uh, my two friends are coming again. Okay. Nice. Uh, I think a bunch of us are going next year. <laughs> so It's going to be... It's like... Yeah, yeah, the, have the, like 15 the, people. Our legion keeps growing. Yes. Yeah. I think does. we've kind of stalled on our group's growth, though. We've actually... We had less people this year. Than well, because it was later. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean that. That's yeah. It's early. Yeah. It's gonna be earlier next yeah. year. Yeah. Next year, the school people can go. Yeah. Yes. And the year after that, it's and the year after that, it's in late whoa, July. Whoa. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Uh, so we'll see. Uh, cool. Well, this has been our Gen Con wrap up. Gen Con wrap up. We, we couldn't get Gen every Con. single person Gen involved uh, talking about it. Uh, we'll try and get them in future episodes. Talk about any useful anecdotes because I do want to get Sean's min maxing power gaming. But apparently, there, the crud but, hit him hard. Uh, yeah. yeah. So yeah. we'll catch you guys next time. Later. Thanks, thanks for your support. Gen Con. Gen Con. Gen Con.